Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bot, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew, and we are representing strong. Woo, man, I tell you what, it's been a long couple of weeks since we cranked up uh, the last episode, but it's good to get back on the stick, as they say. And uh, poor, poor, poor Mark, man, trapped in the D.C. sports suck hole. <sighs> you had to watch the downfall of the Wizards and the downfall of the Capitals. And Lord knows, the inescapable triangle, the DMV, whatever, the tri- the Bermuda sports triangle that is the D.C. sports suck hole strikes again <laughs> so just out of curiosity i might as well bring him in first i mean i swear gonna have to do it man mark you ready to hit your cue yes sir all right three brew and fun <laughs> Woo! Woo! yeah there you are so two things for you number one i hope I hope that since the D.C. sports teams are no longer romping around in the playoffs, that you, sir, in your youthful exuberance, can totally get on that bro romper that I've been seeing floating around on Facebook. Because <laughs> if the Capitals and the Wizards aren't romping around, at least you can be. <laughs> That's a strange analysis. Um, uh, you had the cap- captain bringing up the bro romper in the first five minutes. Take all the shots. <laughs> take all. Uh, take uh, all the, the shots. Drink uh, the bottle. Take all the uh, shots, man. Uh, uh, call into work tomorrow and yeah. drink the bottle. Oh my yeah, lord. Um, <laughs> but I mean, hey. all, all kidding aside, and there is a Kickstarter page for that thing. And by the way, I think it was. Uh, I think it was Kurt Autry. And was saying, y'all aren't even original. I think he had like a, a picture of Sean Connery from some random, I have no idea which 007 you know, movie it Octopus, was. I think. Yeah, yeah maybe. And it, had, and it had Sean Connery kind of in like a, a romper looking thing. And I laughed. So ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, good luck with that, fellas. If you can pull that look and uh, go for it. That looks like something you'd have to like be pledging at a frat in. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> like for, for real, dude. Get in the romper. <laughs> Pound this beer out. In no way, shape, or form could I in good conscience put that on my body. There's <laughs> just no way, man. No Would way. Would Arnold ever do that? Arnold? It's showtime. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Chill out, dickwad. <laughs> Maybe. Distinct possibility, man. You have a choir boy compared to me. See? A choir boy. Careful. Ar- Ar- Arnold pushes the limits, man. Arnold pushes the limits. You know who else had that? <laughs> Chewy. Chewy in a romper. That would totally work. <laughs> that, would totally, that would totally work. Uh, also, big baby Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. We'll do it live! I could see him. <laughs> do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! <laughs> I could see him in a romper. <laughs> nice. Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that seems pretty legit. Uh, anyway, well, everybody's already talking, so we might as well just get everybody in here, man, just for uh, just for good measure. Why not? Uh, Randy had a special request. Randy had a special request. I'm going to go ahead and uh, do that first. Obviously, uh, kind of a weird – it's been a weird couple of weeks, uh, whether it's the sports stuff, joking around that, uh, joking around with that. And then uh, we saw the fifth element the other night. That was great. And then woke up this morning uh, to the news that uh, Chris Cornell had, had passed away. And obviously we found out later on um, it was suicide. So 
that was a really crappy way to start the day. So it's just a weird mood in the country with all the stuff with the president and then uh, where we're at and kind of the D.C. area. Those teams that fail buckets. And, uh, and then Cornell passing, man. That's a big old... That, that's a bummer, man. That's a bummer to me. So anyway, Randy had a special request of the day I tried to live. There you go, dude. So what's going on, brother? Oh, not much. Just, uh, yeah, just like you, uh, waking up and you sharing that with the rest of us in the chat. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Yeah. So weird. You know, and I, the first so thing that popped in my head is like, this is like my favorite, my all-time favorite song from these guys. Yeah. So. Well, you know, Cornell was just a, a really a creative genius. And uh, you just think about all the stuff that that guy had a hand in creating. And certainly um, a band that helped define an era. And I think he was a man that helped really define an era. Really more than one, quite frankly, to, to have been as relevant as he was for as long as he was and, and to still have it. So it's just a, a, an unfortunate, certainly a sad and tragic loss for the music world and for just, uh, man, I, I don't know, what a loss for words really about it. Uh, not that, you know, you, Mark, you know how these go, man. Like one of my friends uh, on Facebook is uh, totally pulled one of the, that, who was, I think, was it Paul Walker when Paul Walker died and you got on a Facebook rant about it and people were like, yeah, thanks, dude. And he totally got on a Facebook rant about all of a sudden, like, Chris Cornell's superfans on Facebook. And I was just like, dude, let people grieve in their own way, man. It's, yeah. o- it's okay. Just let it go, dude. And I'm not using that as a reference for let it go. I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay. But it's just, I was just like, man, so what, dude? If people, if people that weren't as familiar with him, whether it's for Soundgarden, Temple of the Dog, Audio Slave, some other stuff, if they get exposed to his work and learn about him and discover that music... Um, even in the midst of his passing, that's a gift, man. Yeah. You know, that's a gift, and, and that that's a tremendously talented individual. I mean, the world, you know, that that's a that's a loss for the world. You know, it just is. So if if people that hadn't been exposed to him and to his you know creative output learn about that and and discover his music and you know discover some of those bands, that's good. That's good because that's the you know art lives on. Art is something that goes beyond a generation. It goes beyond an age demographic and a group. And I, I think that's a good thing. So let people have a little outpouring on there, man. It's, a, it's an opportunity for discovery. It's an opportunity for people to reflect and find something that maybe they didn't know before. You know, and something born out of really awful circumstances. But, you know, there's a lot of pain, right, in art. Th- there is. And I certainly consider him to be an artist. An artist. And music was his medium. He may have had some other passions, but that's what... I certainly know him for, and if more people discover his work and get moved or touched by the the songs and the material and his voice and whatever, then that's something good out of obviously something very unfortunate. Anyway, I'm sure we'll play some more Soundgarden and Temple the Dog and, excuse me, Audio Slave over the course of the evening. Anyway, let's get everybody else in just for a good measure, Shannon. Have you been following Mo Alley Cox? (laughs) <laughs> up in Indy. They had him on um, Sports Radio 910. It was a nice little interview. I mean, obviously, he's got a lot of work in front of him, but I'm kind of curious, and I would think that uh, at least in the preseason, it would be kind of neat to see if he gets any work on field. I mean, there's a lot. To, it's, a, it's a big change, a lot to learn, but obviously VCU fans, I'm certainly 
uh, looking forward to seeing if he can develop and turn into an NFL player. And I will find a song for you eventually. <laughs> eventually. I don't know when. So, actually, you know what? You know what? This, this is what you get. Since you wanted it for the Wizards. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> get low. There you go. There you go. It got a little deep starting off on this podcast, man. Yeah. You're supposed to say that's what she said to help lighten the mood. I was, I, I teed it up. I was waiting for somebody to take the, yeah, to, you know, I teed it up, waiting for somebody to knock it out. You did. Guess so, I'll leave that one to you, Captain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it, it'll be interesting to see if Moali can uh, really get going, man. I'd, I'd love to see him succeed. I, I really would. I think he can. I think he can have the drive, but. I mean, in the NFL, it ain't no joke. Well, he, he's a big boy, but, you know, the, the NFL is a hell of a grind, and I think the you have to be very, very willing to commit to that grind physically and mentally, and uh, that's a whole different world from playing college basketball, man. He's a big dude, yeah. but in the NFL, there's a lot of big dudes. I so. mean, he went from being, like, <laughs> the biggest dude on the court to not being the biggest dude mm-hmm. on the field, so no, big but change. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they ha- don't they have another tight end on the roster that was a converted – basketball player yeah he actually caught a touchdown like i can't remember that kid's name he yeah. went to i think texas or something yeah. one of the texas schools that's okay i mean that that's a nice you know again it's swoop. a learning space swoop i think it's his name yeah uh-huh. so uh, you know a good opportunity good learning space and probably a good spot i mean he said he you know he liked the city and he liked the visit I and mean, obviously you've got andrew luck you've got a lot of upside and i think they have and we've talked about this a little bit before i like the stamp and the imprint that the current gm seems to be putting on that team and on that franchise uh, Pagano, I think, can coach, obviously, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it has a different vibe right now, and hope, we'll see if it translates. Um, obviously, you need luck to stay healthy, the, the O-line to, you know, help keep him upright, and uh, him not, not, you know, cut down on the interceptions, and uh, we'll see how it translates, but I do like the, the general vibe of how they're approaching that team, and we'll see if that translates on field. So, from our perspective, certainly an interesting story. It may never amount to anything, but uh, we certainly wish Mo Ali Cox much success although i would imagine if he figures it's probably gonna be a year or two i would imagine he's gonna be a practice squad guy oh uh, yeah certainly for uh for a year or two so we shall see all right well whitfield man what what was it that we, oh matt var ball that's right that's what i've been calling you this week oh, yeah God. that's right because <laughs> you know lavar ball's in love with himself <laughs> and his shoes <laughs> Oh, man. Matt Varball, how's it going, brother? Man, give rid of that name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ain't letting you live that one down. Sorry. No. Uh, I think you're stuck with that for a little while. You want to get rid of that name? Three billion. That's how much it'll Three cost. billion. Billion, billion, billion. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hold on. I'm not going to work out with y'all. <laughs> That's fine. I can hang up on you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah. I'm not going to play for you. Yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah. Well, uh, look, he, the expectation, the Lakers are in the two-hole, right? Lakers are in the two-hole. He, you know, <laughs> he wants the Lakers to draft his son short of the Celtics. I don't want. Short, that's fine. You're not Magic Johnson, and you're not that team. So Magic Johnson's going to pull the trigger on We'll see, dude. We'll see. We'll get to that conversation we will. here in a minute. You know, Lonzo, again, this is just one of those things, man. Whatever he may be as an NBA player, and, it, you know, I mean, realistically, 
usually these guys come in, they, they need some time to get adjusted physically and mentally to the grind and the scope and how the NBA just operates, man. It, it's a tough transition from, from college. So if he can do that, you know, certainly that, that's great. L.A. is a hell of a market, clearly. Uh, I mean, it's just it's one of the franchises. We always talk about this, like the franchises that when they're better, it's better for the league. You know what I mean? We talk about it with the NFL. We talk about it with the NBA. And the Lakers are one of those teams that it's it's good for the NBA when the Lakers are good. You know what I mean? It just is. Same thing with the Celtics, right? They are just they are cornerstone franchises. So what they do with that pick, obviously a lot of people think it's going to be Lonzo. And I don't think anybody's going to fault him for it. I've heard some people talk about how they the Lakers should go ahead and do something to move to the one so that nobody else can like trade with the Celtics and maybe take Lonzo Ball. I don't know how realistic of an you know is that an issue. I, I will see. But it's just it's just so funny, man. It's like whatever he may be, there's just going to be backlash because of pops, and you know players are going to go at that dude, man. <laughs> I mean, why does he grow a scent? Tell his bop, dad, back the hell off. I, you know what? That that's something that does, let him get in the he's league. 19, let him get in the yes. league. I don't care I, if he's 19. He's still old enough. He just get. I don't. I mean, I get his dad wants to be a pivotal part of his life and try to guide him in the right direction. But to do what he's doing right now... It, you walk a line. You walk a fine line. You walk a fine line. And you know, maybe Dad's trying to take a lot of heat and put it on himself, whatever. He's got the brand thing going on. Although, God bless, he sure as hell PR disastered himself on uh, with Colin Cowherd. That was just an absolute bag of fail buckets. Um, and we'll touch on that, too, because I think it's it's relevant context, uh, certainly this week. But it's just, I think you, you have to wonder how much pressure that puts on Lonzo coming out, you know, out of the gate. You're going That's to, if, to him. if it's the Lakers, if it's the Lakers, you're already, you already have the weight of expectations of being on that franchise. You know what I mean? Being part of that franchise. And, and they're certainly, <laughs> their trajectory, <laughs> Lakers fans hope is up <laughs> and you hope that he's it part is. of that, you know? Uh, but there's there's a, there's a lot of expectations there, and then you have all the crossover part with the marketing and and you know what that's going to turn into for him. And if he delivers on court, he'll be able to deliver off court. He will be, um, but Dad's going to be a, a bit of an albatross, um, especially if he alienates people or acts like a jerk bag to people. And you know it's hard not to walk away from that interview, you know, with Coward, and now we treated. Um, Leahy, and just not think, dude, you're a dick. <laughs> you know, it's just really hard not to. So we'll see. I, I don't know that you're you're because where you're going with this is, and we've had a lot of discussions in the, in the chat over the past couple of couple of weeks. You started you started dropping this blast, and you said that you know Lonzo should essentially get adopted by Archie Manning or something because they're doing what they did with Eli. And you know, uh, Mark doesn't agree with you. I don't agree with you. Um, How? So, so give give, give me sport. give me your ta- give me your sport. take. Give me your. Ta- how, why is it that you think Lonzo Ball is Eli freaking Manning? Go ahead. We're we're, we're in the first I'm not segment, dude. He's Eli Manning. We're in the first segment, dude. Bring Eli it strong. Manning. What you got? I'm not saying he's Eli Manning. What you got? I'm saying the situation is quite similar. I'm not going to work out for certain teams. I'm not going to play for a certain team. Has he that's been? What it's, has that's he been? What it's about, has dude. he been drafted yet? No. But have they forced a trade yet? No, but is there any reason for him it. to work out for anybody other than the conceivably the Celtics or the Lakers? Realistically, the Lakers. You don't know who the hell might come up and try to say I want him bad and jump to the Lakers. Maybe and we'll we'll cross that Drake for Jermaine O'Neal. And we'll cross we that bridge that. if it happens. But until somebody makes the move to the don't one you mean hole, Paul George. Yeah, Paul George. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said Jermaine O'Neal. 
Yeah, but it's why, why trade for Paul George? Why trade for Paul George if the general expectation and he he's doing off he's going to do offseason work with Kobe Bryant, right? I think most people right. think Paul George is going to walk to LA anyway, so you don't trade for him. Why would you do that? You're you're not a team that's you're not the Lakers are not a team that's knocking on the doorstep of the of the the finals. They're not. There's no reason for them to give up assets. There's no reason for them to give up assets, right? If they're building. There's no reason for them to give up assets for Paul George if George is going to go is willing to go there freely and sign as a free agent anyway when his time is here. There's no reason to. They're not at that point. They can wait that out. So if another, I just an- think- I, dude, it's gutsy. It, I, I, it's gutsy. It's gutsy. But until he is drafted, whether it's the Lakers or somebody else, if they force him out of that city, then that's that's a more apt context. The fact that but he wants not, a son, it's not fair to the boy. What he's doing, I agree with you on that that aspect. Agreed, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think he's he's setting his son up as a target. Exactly, and that's not fair to him because he's going to go into certain teams with the son. Um, I mean, he's a good player. He's not. I don't think he's going to be elite. Well, I think he's going to be a solid NFL. I mean, NBA player. Well, but, they'll settle that in time. That's up to him. Right, right, right. It's too early to but, know what he's going to be until his dad backs the hell off he he's gonna have the target and that's not fair to him and eli did have somewhat of a target too when they did the same thing not not to the degree because okay. Arch, archie doesn't run his mouth like um <laughs> not quite no he doesn't i mean like the, um, what were they gonna have the big the, the big forehead brand i mean what were they gonna do what was archie manning gonna do Tea bags? Are they going to sell tea bags? T- Tennessee, neck. Tennessee tea bag. The, yeah, the Tennessee long necks. I have I have heard somewhere that you can't spell elite without something, but <laughs> can't, can't, well, can't quite put my finger on it. Int. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Mark, realistically, you know, uh, neither one of us agrees with with where he's coming from, but you know, what what's your spin on that? Uh, I mean, really, the, I just I, I don't even think that there is much of anything to spin. I mean, it's it's uh, he's an extremely talented basketball player. We'll see what 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 he can do, uh, but he's going to forever be you know challenged by you know his dad's behavior, and uh, that's that's that sucks. Um, but it's kind of I don't know. I, I'm trying keep trying to think of a milder way to compare it because it seems a little harsh. But like I, I keep thinking about like you know when somebody you know. Uh, I don't know. A random person, you know, does a couple like horrible, like violent crimes out there, and people flash the pic- person's picture everywhere. Like, like stop, stop giving them attention. I feel like somebody just needs to stop giving Lafar Paul attention, and, and it's not going to happen because people are like, well, it, it gets it's headlines, it gets ratings, it's it does headlines, hmm. and then and that sucks. I, I'm just hoping that before too long we can get to a point where people get tired of them because it's just it, it's not funny to me. It's not amusing. It's obnoxious. It's idiocy. Uh, there's nothing redeemable about him whatsoever. I, I <laughs> well, there may be, but it certainly feels like it's lost at the moment, doesn't it? I mean, it, th- there may be. Yeah. He he might be a really he he could actually be like a really nice guy, and have done you know. I mean, you'd you'd think that he at least did some things right by his sons to support them and to get them where they're at. You, you know, it, but it's he makes it harder and harder. The more he's in the media and the more interviews he does, he makes it harder and harder to, to go, I'm rooting for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm rooting for you and I'm rooting for your sons. And I mean... It, they, that, think, they think the, the um, boys, but they see the dad, and it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. 
You know, I, I don't know that the vortex of LeVar Ball is going to stop sucking in <laughs> destruction until Lonzo is drafted and doing something on court. And then we'll see what happens. Because at that right. point, it's really, you know, look, man, let me tell you, uh, professional sports teams are, are, are not going to put up with certain things. They're just not. Dad's not going to go in there and be coaching him. when he, If it's the Lakers, Dad's not going to roll up in there and run the show for L.A. Are you freaking kidding? It's not going to happen. You know, I, you know, I've heard you know, Magic Johnson, and I, you know, none of us know him. You, you certainly see the guy's affable, likable, ha-ha. But that's a guy that's had a hell of a lot of success as a player, a hell of a lot of success as a business person. We'll see how this chapter of his life plays out. But I'm sure that guy knows how to run a tight ship. And I'm sure that's not the, you know, I, I'm sure he's not going to put up with a bunch of guff. You know what I'm saying? You know, put up with a bunch of nonsense, dude. I would imagine Magic knows how to clamp down and lock down if he needs to on certain things. You know, just because he's affable doesn't mean he can't be a hard ass. And I, I'd guarantee almost anything that Magic can lock it down when he needs to. So can lock it down on dad. Yeah, well, and, and any team knows so. that. I mean, you've seen. I don't think so. You don't think so? What? All right. It, I don't it's, think. Um, it's, it's simple. Just say, hey, guess what? You're not allowed in the arena. See ya. Oh, Peace. I can, yeah. You know, I mean, that's all there is to it. But you're not going to shut him up. Well, what is, proven that. Well, yeah, well, no, no. And one, no, one, one last little thing. And it's like, this kid is going to have to exceed expectations of what is expected of him right coming in as a rookie because of his father. Maybe, you know, I, I, there's, that's I, I not, think the, that's I, wrong. I think the problem, well, you know, some people are really good with pressure. Some people are really good with pressure. They play better. They, they, you know what I mean? That, that's a drive in them. And, you know, Lord knows his sons may just be used to all this and they may not think a lot of it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, we're going to find out a lot once Lonzo was an NBA player and we'll find out a lot how relevant LeVar will be going forward. Eventually. I, I don't know, but you know, whether you thought LeVar was, you know, uh, threatening or just a, a dick or whatever it was based on the coward stuff and how he spoke to uh, Leahy, you know, uh, there's uh, certainly subject to some interpretation. And, you know, I, again, I didn't know this is kind of where we we're going to go out of the gate, but so be it. <laughs> so, I would like to make yeah. is, you know, the way he treated her. Mark, who owns the Lakers? That would be uh, Mr. Kupchuk. Try it. Genios. Genios. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So if he's talking to a woman that way, would a woman want to bring him onto the team? That's a good point. Yeah, and, and that's something that's been brought up uh, in discussion. I think it's a very salient point because that's a you have some strong women in the NBA, man, and you better bet your butt that she's not going to put up with a bunch of crap. You're not going to walk no. up to Jeannie Buss and speak to her that way. No. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? No. <laughs> are you kidding me? You think that's gonna fly? Hell, <laughs> hell you no, go, dude. You may go Sam Jackson on that dude if he tries to do something. Bruh. Dude, make a milk carton when she's done. Bruh, can you imagine? I yeah, Je- Genie Bus. Shut the fuck up. Going full Sam Jackson, right? <laughs> it's more like it's a. Uh, I mean, I, I yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, again, I, I just think a lot of that's going to play itself out once he's in, once he's in the league. And but, but there are powerful women in the NBA. It, that's just you're not going to be able to escape that. And if you do want to market and sell product 
that's a, a extremely important demographic, man. Especially if you're targeting upscale stuff, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're they're, uh, yeah. they're not even normal playground basketball shoes. I mean, or apparel. It's just not what it is. Um, so yeah, let's just go go ahead and pound this part out. Why not? What the hell? Uh, let me let me pull it because I I have the stuff up. And you know what I heard it on the radio? I I think I sent it in the chat like virtually as it was happening. I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this this interview is crazy to me. And I can't believe it went the way that it did. And they've been talking about it on his show, on other shows. She's been going on other stuff talking about it. It's been pretty nonstop the past couple of days since it happened. So if you didn't have the uh, fortune to hear it, well, here you go. Have you sold any shoes yet? Yeah, I, I sold a, a good amount to me. Like I said, there's different amounts. How many? Stay in your lane. I don't even worry about her over there. Every why time not? she scares me to death. She says she scares Lonzo. Lonzo's scared of me. She scares I me. That's I'm why I don't look that way. I don't look over there because she scares me. Well, I'm thinking no, I, I saw right now. I'm just trying. I'm, Leave I'm, me alone. Uh, uh, I'll tell you four, five hundred oh. pair. So she's a reporter. Oh, her job is to probe. She can report to whoever she want behind her. What's, I'm talking I, what to is, you, Colin. Well, what's your what is your problem with me? Hey, my problem is you are a hater. Why I would hate never her? wear a big baller shirt. But no, good. I didn't Don't say even that. talk to big baller. I heard you say it. I'm not even worried I, about it. I said that I wouldn't wear something that it as says a woman. big baller. It's the same thing. Yeah. With I, all due respect, I, you're a great reporter, just not reporting on me. I have a right to say what you shirt I right. would and wouldn't wear. Uh oh, welcome to Big Baller Zone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I call BS on 400. He, well, who knows how many they've sold? I mean, if he says four to five hundred, maybe that's the accurate number. I mean, the point is, it's not it's not very many. But hold on. Well, no, well, I think I, I actually was, was saying it as like a point. No, to I didn't her say, it is. no, 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 no. Oh, I didn't you say it was offensive. I didn't say it was offensive. Yeah. I just said, you know, if you want to, you know, work with Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour to maybe have something that appeals to women. Oh, I thought that yeah. was a legit. I mean, I don't have okay. to agree, but She's I thought fine. that was a pretty I don't good agree point. With her. I don't agree but with I thought her. it was a good no, point. No, I'm actually saying it as like a point friends. of advice. I'm not friends with her. I don't. I don't. I don't even see that. I don't even see it. I, I wasn't saying it as like I. I would never wear this. What's this show about saying, again? Ain't we talking about shoes? I don't want to talk about all that. Next. Well, uh, well I, I think if, in order to have a successful company, you're going to have to have women who like your brand. Uh, you know, yeah, if you have a women's company. But anyways. Oh, so we're you're not about, marketing We're women. talking about big baller brand. Okay. And it, it really, it just gets capped off by, by this one. Cow I'll admit, Colin Coward has grown on me. I, uh, a few years ago, I wasn't real fond of him. But uh, he's grown on me a little bit because he, he's got kind of that hard charger kind of like component to him. No nonsense, and I disagree with I disagree with him pretty vehemently at times. But he's, you know what I mean. He, if nothing else, he's super. He's generally really, really strong with whatever it is he believes. He just keeps grinding at it. So he's kind of grown on me, um, in part because he can be contrarian to where I particularly stand. But just this whole segment, I'm just like I, I stopped what I was doing. I was just listening, and I was just like, "You got to be kidding me, dude!" Let's you cap it off. You don't need no credibility to say I'm a gangster and I do this and I do that. No, Lonzo's a ball player. He is who he is. And like I said, and going back to Whitlock, I don't think he can comment on anything but snacks. Now, wow. that's a little harsh. It's going to be harsh because he want to be harsh so on me. So you disrespect Guess what? women a, and people uh, for their no, weight? No, that's what you say. I didn't say nothing about no, no weight. No, you just said that to me. Like I told I'm not even worried about you right now. Keeping your lane. Can you look like me I in said, the eye? Like I said, Whitlock, I don't want to look at you now. You scare me to death. Oh. Like I said. Compliment. Uh, Thank like, you. Yes. You scare they wouldn't want to work with you anyway because you don't respect women, so... She's she's after you today. Oh, I don't respect not, women, I'm but just... I'm the one that's married. I'm I'm good. Well, she can say what she wants. She's she's trying to put. It. I never disrespect women, 
But I tell you what, you if, you act, if you act like that, guess what? Something's coming to you. Oh. And it's okay. Do you do you think? Are you wait? Are you threatening me? Oh, see, I see. Try to turn the words. I would never threaten you. You said something's coming to me. I don't know what it is. I'm not a psychic. Oh. Pair of big baller shoes. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna send her a pair of big baller <laughs> shoes. <laughs> I somehow I doubt that's what's coming to her. Oh man, man. what an asshole. Yeah, you know, it, it's just I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's one of those things. In the moment when I was listening to it, I was just like, oh, dude, that is. He just sounds like such a jerk <laughs> such yeah. a jerk and i mean there's a lot it, he's got a lot of showman in him he does and i, I think that he stokes the fl- he's good at stoking the flames he's good at getting conversation going he's certainly been great at keeping the big baller brand in the news he has been very good at that um and keeping himself as part of the news cycle he has l- l- certainly succeeded at that i mean lord knows in the last two episodes we've ended up talking about this dude you know what I mean? But it's just, again, it's hard It's hard to walk away from that and kind of the totality of how he has come across and not just be like, dude, take a look in the mirror, bro. Get a PR agent, man. Seriously, what are you doing to yourself? What are you doing to your sons, man? You got two that are still in grade school. You know what I'm saying? Come on, dude. You got two in grade school, bro. <laughs> um, it's It's just tough, and... You know, uh, Christine Lee was, I thought, fairly measured in her response to it. And again, this is context. She held back. Well, she I'm, wanted to go at him a lot harder. But uh, she well, she was, yes, she was holding back. She was taking a bit of back. And, you know, today, Coward was talking about how he, he almost, you know, intervened. But he, you know, he hires competent people and he believes she could hold her own. And she did. Uh, and she was fairly measured. But, I, I've, you know, in the moment, you could hear, like, you know, when you have one of those conversations with somebody and you're taking a little bit aback and you're like, whoa, wait a second, how, how are you speaking to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? That that kind of thing. And um, she had a follow-up and, you know, again, I thought very measured in her response. LeVar Ball has every right to disagree with anything that I say, anything that any of us say. I really enjoy debate. I just like it to be respectful. You and I debate. We debate all the time. It's what we do here. But we do it in a respectful way. We don't threaten each other. We don't dismiss each other. We look each other in the eye. We don't make personal attacks about weight. I asked him a question. That is my job as a reporter. And he came back at me in a very dismissive and inappropriate way. So I had two choices. I could either sit back and take it, or I could stand up for myself and talk to him, still with complete respect. And for the record, I've actually supported him being such a strong voice for his son. And and we talk more about his son than anyone else because of what he's done for him. He goes on lots of shows. He has this, you know, kind of shtick about him where he's outspoken. But with that comes room for being criticized by the media. That's our jobs. And what he's upset at me for is something that I said a few weeks ago on the show that you know, when he was getting turned down from Under Armour, Nike, and Adidas for these partnerships, I said if he wants to think like a mogul and work with these companies, he has to look at what they do, and that's that they market to women. You know, women are the people buying their son's shoes. They make up more than half of sales for these types of brands. So he has to think like that if he wants to be this big mogul. So he was upset at me for what I said there, and that's completely fine. But you can't come at me and disrespect me and not look me in me in the eye and threaten me. That's just not okay. You know, and again, I thought it's a pretty measured response. And <laughs> there, there's definitely a shtick there. I mean, the thing with I can beat Michael Jordan one-on-one, which he still doesn't want to let go of. 
it, by the way, I still love the fact that somebody dug up some rec league ball footage of that guy playing. It's still <laughs> freaking <laughs> hilarious to me that somebody somewhere in some <laughs> you know treasure trove of digital dump found <laughs> found rec league footage of Levar Ball playing and sucking bags of ass. It was hilarious. <laughs> You know, but uh, there's a point, and uh, you know, maybe there's a part of them that's a little hurt that uh, you know some of the stuff hasn't been well received. I don't know. There's some bite in some of the commentary, so you go from kind of that playful shtick, and I could be Jordan 101, and you can see where he's obviously you know getting hearing some things back, and that's coming out a bit in in some of this dialogue and some of this conversation now. So if that's if that's true, what's gonna what's it gonna be like if you know Lonzo struggles in the NBA? What's it going to be like? Is he going to interject himself in, into it then? It's not just the brand, right? It's not just the brand. It, it's how you it, it's how you interject yourself into certain scenarios. It's how you come across. It's how you you know channel that energy or that focus and 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 deal with people and treat people. And that's if you're trying to build a <laughs> a billion dollar brand. Uh, what then? The price went from one billion to three billion. Um, which what did they pay for the Clippers? Does anybody know? Like two, two and change, two billion and change. I don't. I mean, you know, some astronomical amount of money. What fran- What sports franchises, you know, are worth three billion dollars? I mean, <laughs> you know, the Cowboys aren't even worth three. I mean, billion. I, well, it, it, you it, you can't accurately get a price on some of them because they're not on the open market. If Jerry Jones put the Cowboys up for sale, Lord knows what he would get for them and the facility. You know, but yeah. but we, somebody look up what Balmer play, uh, paid for the Clippers. I could swear it was over two bills. Um, I could like swear. Two point one. Yeah, two point three. So think about that. A guy bought a franchise in the NBA, and you think you're getting three billion, and you're gonna dump a women like that? Good luck, bro. <laughs> Good luck, man. Um, you know, it, it's just tough, and I, you know, I, I don't know what is. I mean, you'd think the end game is to get his sons in the NBA and playing. And, and to build this brand out, and you know she's gotten death threats. By the way, she's gotten death what? threats. But yeah, she's gotten death threats. By the way, she was talking about yeah, it today. I looked on Twitter, dude. There were a lot of people who were siding with Lavar Ball oh, on that interview. Hell? Yeah, and you know they were like, he didn't threaten her. He didn't say anything. And you know you don't if you don't think he threatened her, that that's fair. I mean, it's your interpretation of it. But it was definitely very awkward. It was definitely very weird. And he was definitely a, a prick. You know, and you can disagree with somebody and not treat them that way personally. She is a reporter. She is doing her job. And she asked a fair question, which is how many have you sold? And, you know, wanting probing about that. It's, it's fair commentary. If, you, if you're marketing this product and trying to sell a shoe, how many shoes you sold is pretty damn relevant. Right. And, you know, if you're trying to build a brand, a sports apparel brand, then <laughs> understanding your demographics is a pretty key component of that. You know, you're, you're trying to break into a very large... And, you know, it's gutsy to try to take on big players. Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. That's a gutsy thing. And Under Armour, I mean, a few a decade ago or however long ago Under Armour came onto the scene, who knew they would turn into what they did? You know, sometimes these companies, they do show up and, and they do grow out of, you know, small beginnings and they become huge. It has happened. But is 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 that attitude and that... You know, going at it that way, is that how you do that? I'm not sure. You know, aggressiveness is one thing. Assertiveness is one thing. Being a prick to people makes... I, I just don't know how that's going to work. I, I just... I don't I don't see it right now, man. And again, I just think at the end of the day, he paints a target on himself. 
and he paints a target on his boys. And, you know, Lonzo's old enough. He's going to be in the NBA. I mean, he, you know, he's going to be a man. He's going to have to, he's going to have to man up with it. But I, I feel more for the, for the younger brothers. That's a lot, man. That's a lot of pressure, dude. And, uh, there are people that are going to end up hating them and just booing them, hating them. They're going to get totally ravaged on social media, particularly if he struggles. Which let's be real, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of guards that come out of college that you go, yeah, buddy, and then they get to the NBA and you're like, what happened to you? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh-huh. a it's a different game, dude. It's a different game, well, man. And a legit question is, okay, Shane and Mark, you two follow college basketball a lot more than we do, but without Lavar Ball's influence there, if he was not even a figure, where would the draft stock be for for the kid? For Alonzo? Yeah. Where would his draft stop be? So, regardless of dad, no dad, he's going to have that pressure on him because he's going to be a first-round pick no matter what. Oh, yeah. So, this is is the one thing I really hope doesn't happen to him is if he does struggle, daddy getting on social media going, oh, it's the coaching. They're not coaching him up well enough, or he's not – they just don't don't know how to use him, and – you know, it's almost as if he's got to get his say. He's got to have his say no matter what. It's almost like he's dialed into social media to the point where it's like all these, whether it's ESPN or Fox Sports or whoever. It's like, Lavar Ball, come on down. You're the next contestant. On which will this douchebag say next? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what it. That's what it's boiling down to. Well, here, here's the thing he said about his kid. He said that Lonzo's a point guard. So if anybody else plays him at anything other than point guard, he will start talking as long as he's like a point running point then there are no uh excuses okay given the top five teams in terms of the lottery how, and do they all need point guards boston no uh la mark would you say d'angelo russell's a one or a two um i look at d'angelo slightly more to two but he can handle the one if need be Okay, so if Lonzo came on, he could easily slide over to the two. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Three is who? Philly. Philly has a ton of big men. They they're they're not going to take good... Lonzo. He's not on crutches, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. The process, Justin. I think we're moving on past the process. I don't. <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> No, he's he's too healthy. He's too healthy. <laughs> that, that, this is true. Oh Lord, have good luck mercy. with that 76ers fans. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> one day, man. One day. Trust the process. Trust the process. Let's see. Four um, Phoenix. They got an abundance of guards, so they wouldn't take them. Sacramento. God knows what they would do. Well, maybe, maybe Boston should trade their pick to Sacramento and piss off Lavar, <laughs> <laughs> send him to Utah. Isn't isn't uh, isn't Boston like the only, I don't know, the only playoff team like in forever to to get <laughs> to get the one? I mean, like either ever or championships, bro. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a that's a hell of a thing, man. They've had some, uh, you know, they completely jacked up it was the nets i can't remember that russian's name that owner that oligarch or whatever he was does he still own the nets or did he sell them barishnikov i don't know gorbachev whatever whoever he is man (laughs) 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 boris (laughs) 
Uh, you know, because they because they totally shafted the Nets, right? <laughs> you know, Boris and Natasha. That's who they are. All we need is all we need is that damn moose to show up. Rocky and Bullwinkle. That's who owns the Nets. Um, but uh, you know, and again, I, I, the Isaiah Thomas things that's been a hell of a story, and uh, that's been fun. But and the trade rumors always keep coming back to him and what they're doing. But um, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a coup for the Celtics, right? Yeah. And by the way, by the way, I loved uh, Kornheiser talking about the NBA draft lottery, and he said, uh, "If you, it's, I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it's like, do you think the NBA draft lottery might be fixed? Of course it is! <laughs> the Celtics are one, <laughs> and the Lakers are two. He's like the two most significant franchises in the NBA, where they had one and two. You telling me it's not fixed? There you go. <laughs> hey, I laugh. My, my favorite tweet, Justin. Yeah. It's Paul Pierce. He said, "On my way out, I got you guys the number one pick. Congrats!" <laughs> nice. That's funny. Nice. Because when they traded him and all them other guys, they got the one. That was the trade. Damn. I know there were a lot of weird conditions for some other things, but I mean, it, you know, it, it's good for the Lakers. It's good for the Celtics. I don't know what the Celtics will do. You know, uh, who's that guy that, that most people think would be the one? Markel Fultz. Yeah. You I'm know, not, I'm not. I'm not high on him. No. You know, you're not Afro man, so you know. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Random, <laughs> random song, refer- random reference. <laughs> anyway, there you go, Shannon. Ooh. Anyway, we don't need we don't need Afro man right now because I got high. Um, you know, but they have a lot of options, and they, you know, I mean, who knows what they parlay that that into? But I, I certainly don't think they they uh, you know the, the number one pick factors in any way for Paul George. Get out of my face with that. Um, who's the dude from Utah that people think might end up in Boston? Uh, Hayward. Hayward. Yeah. 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 Did did something happen? Did he not make the like? Uh, did did something happen where he didn't make the NBA All Star team or something screwy and like with his contract? Like something happened, yeah, right? Him and Paul George did not make All NBA at all, first, second, or third teams, which means those teams will not be able to offer them as much as they could have. Hmm. Like, if there you, you make go. one of those teams, like, yeah. there's a thing in your contract where the teams can offer you more money to stay. Sweetener. So, Indiana and Utah cannot offer more money for huh. them to stay. Well, how about that? So that's, I don't think it would have mattered with Paul George, because I think he just wants to go. I think he's gone. I mean, Larry Burr wants to go. I'm sure Paul George wants to go, too. <laughs> Bird's this like, I'm true. out, dude. <laughs> I'm done, man. I'm out. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Poor Larry Bird, man. Anyway, so uh, and we might as well start closing out segment one. We're about forty minutes in anyway. We'll <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about the actual playoffs. Excuse me, in a couple of minutes. Playoffs, playoffs. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, realistically, <laughs> what what do you what, at the end of the day? What do you take away from this whole big bag of wax? Lonzo, Lavar, Matt Var, Whitfield over here. <laughs> I would say the uh, any press is good press in Lavar's mind. Maybe any press he can get at this point in time. Um, I do worry about Lonzo because he is putting a big target on Lonzo's back, and there's going to be a lot of players out there who want to see what he can do, see how tough he is, and uh, they're going to find out and. Yeah. You know, either the kid's going to rise to the occasion or he's going to get beat up pretty good. Might be. You know? 
and uh, instantly, Mark, I know you, you, you were like, man, I'm ready for them to go away and be off TV and all that kind of stuff. And there might be some pushback, you know, uh, sure. based on kind of how that went with Leahy. And I mean, she, you know, she was talking about it and she basically, you know, echoed that kind of sentiment. You know, stop, stop putting them on TV. Right. Stop interviewing. Stop doing it. You yeah. know, if he's going to treat people that way and, um, you know, do that. It, actually, instead of me paraphrasing, I'll just read it to you. For me, truthfully, I don't really want to talk about him anymore. I don't want to continue to let him be a part of my life as he has the last 24 hours. But I hope that yesterday showed who he is and that we stop putting him on all these networks just to get controversial statements out of him because that is potentially what could happen. I think there's no place for that in TV, no matter what kind of ratings you're going to get. I so, couldn't agree more with that, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Because at, at that point, it doesn't become you know, sports news anymore. It's just like, it's, it's like, Hey, it's sweeps week. We need ratings. You know, what are they? It's like dial a douchebag. Here he is. Like, <laughs> dial a douchebag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, don't worry. Trump might be available for that one before much longer. Um, <laughs> might be will. <laughs> Maybe he's yeah, always no. been available. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, dial a douche. Yeah, it might be dial a douchebag. Ah, that's a fair point. <laughs> Guys, I am like looking at Christine Leahy mentions on here, and she's getting crushed. Oh, some people have dropped a lot of hate at her. Um, I mean, she is getting just yeah crushed. And you know, it, it's interesting to read kind of yeah. If, if for anybody that's interested, you know, look at some of whether it's Facebook or Twitter, and look at some of the mentions and some of the stuff. And a lot of people have come at her really strong, dude. Uh, very, very strong. And whether that's you just think she's, you know, uh, she deserves it or she brought that on. I still my immediate reaction in the moment of hearing that was that he was being an a was being an a-hole to her. The, that was my 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 impression was like, wow, I cannot believe he is going on the show and acting that way. And, you know, I guess she could have shut up and sat back, I suppose. Maybe that would have made some people happy. Um, and she is a media personality, so with that comes some heat sometimes. That That's a very, very real thing. But I guarantee you a lot of the people that are making some of those, when I read through the comments on some of those, I don't think some of those people actually listen to the segments anyway. I don't think they did either. You know, I think they just they just you know, hopped on whatever and started, you know, ripping on her and having their peace. But th there's some ugly out there, and these things always remind you how ugly social media can be. Uh, and how nasty people can be, and and they can, you know. Again, he might be a he might be an absolutely fantastic guy in person. He might be. Maybe there's just the shtick, and it's just run amok, and it's part of the show. But I, I just, I, I don't, I don't. I, don't I, I think death threats are are completely ridiculous and completely unnecessary, man. You know, if you, if you can articulate a strong argument and say, you know what, I don't think he threatened you, and I think you know. You were probing and uh, you were rude to him. Then fine. If you feel that way, you feel that way, man. That, that's okay. I don't agree with you, but at, at <laughs> least then you can articulate a, a, a vantage point and, dis and some discussion topics for why you think she's in the wrong. That's fine. You know, and she's admitted it. I mean, you know, you heard in some of the other stuff, if he wants to challenge her or disagree with her, that's okay. That's okay. She doesn't mind that. I don't think anybody should mind that. But. You know, uh, I think he, he did cross the line. Uh, I think that's pretty firmly established if you listen to the audio. And it's it's tough. It, it just it gets harder to like the guy and harder to pull for them or their brand. And that's part of her point was that's unfair to Lonzo. You know what I mean? Because she wishes him success and wants to see him do well. She still says that. 
<laughs> you know, uh, it's just weird. It's just weird. All right, I'm gonna close out all. My, I'm gonna close out all my Levar Ball tabs. <laughs> After segment one, I'm, they're all getting shut down. <laughs> I was gonna say no one wants to see really any athlete fail unless you're Matt hating on Eli, but that's another point. Yeah, altogether. Matt. Matt does absolutely hate Eli. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know why Matt. I don't know. No, dear God, there is in no way, shape, or form is Eli even remotely close. Is Trent Dilfer even remotely close to Eli Manning? Just stop. <laughs> that is such a trap. More interceptions. That is a. Eli. Oh, pfft. he's yeah, also Trent, had a longer career. Trent Dilfer only threw Not like really. Trent Dilfer probably only threw like ten passes a game. No, he was terrible, dude. Come on. Hey, if you were playing Madden, the Goat Edition, and you had your choice between Trent Dilfer or Eli Manning, who would you pick? Trent Dilfer. <laughs> yeah, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't get out of here. Yeah, get Sorry. out of here. That that's when your that's when your your stank eye hate is just completely irrational. Trent freaking Dilfer, get out of that man. Uh, but if, as uh, for the win, so articulately put it, uh, don't worry, NBA fans, the boring playoffs will all be worth it when it's Cavaliers and Warriors again. Bye, Lonzo and Lavar Ball. We'll get back to you when the draft actually happens. Uh, I tell you what, man, let, let's just put a button on that and get the hell out of there. Um, we have a lot of other stuff to get to, so let's go and take a break for a minute and just kind of cleanse the palate, right? And, uh, get, get, get over and get off and get beyond, <laughs> uh, the ball brothers, big baller brand. I, I, what, I think I called them like big butthead or something ridiculous. Um, and maybe Matt can, uh, Matt Varball can shift to something other than bagging on Eli. Maybe. Negative. Yeah. Maybe. BBB, big, big bitch boys. <clears throat> yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, we're the sports where you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, um, certainly the Google Play Store, and uh, you know, LoveSportsCaster.com. Keywords are sports and brew. We love sports. We love brew. It's a good combination. And I'll tell you what, when we come back, let's start out with a little salute o'clock. All right, gentlemen? Hi. Sounds good. All right, be right back in just a moment. <laughs> All right, man, had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but uh, as always, we are back. Got to hit some more stuff up, man. Uh, look, man, we were joking around. We did say, oh, and we have to do Salute O'Clock. Let's go ahead and knock that out. So I already cranked through my uh, my rum and coke. That was really good, by the way. Uh, not as much rum as I had during the fifth element where I, <laughs> I got an extra large Coke and I put a whole flask in that bad boy. Man, it was good. <laughs> that, that junk was on point, bro. Let me tell you, on friggin' point. And uh, thanks again, Randy. I'm glad you uh, made it out and came out to that. Uh, I was super excited to see uh, the fifth element on the big screen, dude. I thought that was great. Really enjoyed that. Was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Shannon, I know you had some obligations, parental obligations, but, uh, you know, that would have been great for you to be there. But uh, Jerry came out, and uh, my buddy, one of my buddies from work came out, and then Randy and Penny came out. And that was a hoot, man. I love the fact that the audience was so into it, particularly with Ruby Rod. I tell you, you know, <laughs> Bruce Willis was great. Mila Jovovich was great. But, yeah, Ruby Rod is just, I mean, he's just a classic character, man. And it's still so funny to think that he pulled that character off character off the way that he did. Uh, loved the, loved that movie. It is what it's, I, you know, I'm not going to tell you it's a great piece of cinema by any stretch of the imagination. But it is just, it's one of those fun, random, sci-fi, I mean, you know, action movies. It's just a hoot. Just a hoot. So that was a lot of fun. Actually, I did find uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this. I dug this up. And it's called the Act Not What remix. Yeah, buddy. 
kind of catchy. I'm kind of feeling that, man. Sounds like a bad 90s song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to decide who uh, uh, of all of us would be like that guy that tried to rob Bruce Willis early in that movie. It was outside with, <laughs> with the hat and the gun, gets a gun taken from him and does that goofy ass dance. Would it be Would it be Matt Var Whitfield? Would he be the one out there like give me the cash <laughs> and then doing the like weird dance? Would that be him? <clears throat> I'm kind of feeling it. Anyway. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, act. Are you a best as Ruby Red? Ru- it's Ruby Rod, you big dummy. I mean Ruby Rod. Yeah, leave it to old Matt Varball. Exactly, it's exactly who you are, dude. <laughs> uh, anyway, man, yeah, that d- dual fail horn, you get that, that's for sure. Whew. I love that stuff. <laughs> there you go, that's what we needed. Uh, all right, back to the uh, DC Sports suck hole. Um, just to wrap up a cu- couple of thoughts. Incidentally, uh, Mark, this one's for you. Is it too early to say, is it too soon that perhaps uh, DC Sports got outshined by their opponents? <laughs> I don't know. He may have... They're like, yeah, this is some He may have been like... The act not what remix may have been too much for him. That's DC Sports right now, nothing but crickets. Except the Nationals, bruh. Suck on that. Yeah, well, it's May. It's early. Yeah, it is. Oh, they'll laugh it up in the end. So, yay, boy. It's like all DC Sports teams. Yeah. Don't worry, where, where, where there's a will, there's a way to F it up in the D.C. sports suck hole. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or as Bill O'Reilly says. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! <laughs> Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> yep, that's D.C. sports suck hole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know the the uh, I will say I think my f- the best part of the uh, Capitals playoff appearance was the dude wearing the Dan Snyder or was it Dan Snyder sucks or Fire Dan Snyder shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I have it somewhere. Yeah, the Hero Capitals fan wears Fire Dan Snyder t shirt to playoff game. <laughs> you the real MVP, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, I I don't know, man. By the way. Uh, Mark, since you're in the thick of it, I, I, I'd like to note that uh, who knew the least effective Russian in D.C. would be Alex Ovechkin? <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh. 
Teo. Uh, the snark <laughs> is with you. Uh, I know. It, it, it was kind of rough. Although, I don't. It, that, that picture of his injury, man, that was rough looking that his wife sent out. Woo wee, buddy. His hamstring was nasty. So, um, I figured out who it was, Justin, the fan that had the shirt. Who? Was Scott McLuhan. (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to auction that one off on eBay, too? (laughs) I think uh, last time I heard, man, he was putting a couple of his hats on there. He had some uh, stuff, and I I thought it was actually interesting. He was selling some stuff on eBay, and they were going to donate it to some charity that was related to the Redskins, which is kind of interesting. But I I thought I heard at one point that the hats had gotten up to like four or five hundred bucks. I'm like, man, that's impressive. That's a lot of money to pay for, you know, the hat. And if it comes with some of his booze, that's not a bad deal. No, I, I, <laughs> I still think I still think old Scotty got effed by the by the organization. But uh, we'll see how that we'll see how that plays out in the long haul. But uh, all kidding aside, as far as the Caps, man, uh, certainly a tough out. And this is a, a little bit of a rewind. So it's really a two part thing with the DC Sports Suckhole. One is is just the Caps going down. Uh, obviously, that's a that's a tough deal. You know, I, I thought Game Seven would be a little bit more competitive than it was. Uh, that that's a bit of a shame, and that's true. You know, all across the board. I mean, because we had a couple of Game Sevens, right? And I mean, God bless. Number one uh, for the for the Caps, obviously, that was uber painful, and the Pens have just been their like enemy. It's, it's I don't. It's just amazing to me they can't get out of the damn second round. Rip tonight, man. Just <clears throat> just rough. That and then just Kelly Olynyk, dude. What the hell happened <laughs> with the Wizards and the Celtics where Olenek is just raining, like, in-game ass-whooping on the freaking Wizards in Game 7? Dude, there was a five-minute stretch where Olenek by himself single-handedly outscored the Wizards from, from eight to three minutes to go in that game. Olenek had 12 points. He was 5 of 5, including 2 of 2 from uh, the, beyond the arc. <laughs> okay, Wizards had ten points, three of seven. They were two of four from three pointers, dude. Un freaking believable. I actually you felt just as, never know, man. I, I know, seven. God, man. I, I know, but it's just like I, I don't know. Maybe we were biased, and I, I know that home teams had a distinct advantage in that playoff series. But it was like, dude, it's right there in front of you, man. Go ahead and finish it off in a, in a game seven, and they just, they just didn't have it, man. You know. Well, could, well, Technically, between the Wizards and the Celtics, each team won the home game the entire season and postseason. It's so weird. Yep, huge home court advantage there, and and uh, man, I mean, you know, the Wizards Wizards took the top seed in the East to seven games. Uh, you know, Wizards are super young young team. That's you know, I, I obviously has a, a great great core to come back to yeah. next year. So I, I don't. It's like a I don't fake cap cap owners. I understand the the. The, the the hate that's getting thrown on them for you know just repeating you know what they they've been prone to do over the last many years and I I, I get it it's, it's it's brutal but the the Wizards I I got nothing I'm going to knock them for or, or view them as a part of the quote unquote suck hole um, I I get y'all can but uh, I'm I'm pretty proud of what it's they not that they are the suck hole I'm just saying they got consumed by the suck hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, I, I, I mean, I was watching that that series, man. I mean, those guys play their tails off. Oh yeah, but you're a Giants fan. You're going to tell me that like, the Redskins are the suck hole, and that's fair. But yeah. Redskins are the suck hole. Um, but uh, but but seeing what 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 John Wall, you know, uh, I mean, 
he completely is redefined, you know, who he who he is by what he did in this, this, this playoffs. I mean, he, he's just an obscenely talented athlete. And um, yeah, they, they got they got a few a few. Um, I think Porter is the main free agent that they're gonna have to figure out because there's a yeah. good chance they'll get get you know max contract offers. Uh, so they'll decide if they want to resign him. Gortat made some comments that you know he's maybe not too too thrilled. Doesn't feel like he's being fully utilized. And you know I, I don't know. I, I've always liked Gortat. It's obviously fun fun, fun it, name it's to a say. fun name to say fun yeah. to root for and I mean the dude owns a freaking giraffe um that's <laughs> random as hell well, hopefully he's not uh going on the uh, interstate by an overpass or anything <laughs> hopefully that um like the the, the hangover movie exactly <clears throat> well, if, it, if his giraffe has uh, babies i hope it's more efficient than uh was it april the giraffe april the giraffe yeah. wow yeah <laughs> yeah now nah, the 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 wizards need to resign uh, Gortat, man, because they they need big guys. They they do, um, but but they they also they, they need some more defense, and so I mean, and, and, and yeah, I, that's I, true. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd i if I had to pick between Porter or Gortat, I'd say I think they could find a Gortat replacement easier than they could find a Porter replacement. Um, I, just how efficient you know Porter. I mean, Porter Porter wasn't his best self throughout the playoffs per se, but. Um, but is he yeah, worth like max money though? That that's what's tricky. I know, and that's so that you know it's it's a guy who's definitely going to be def- defined by the free agent markets, and I, I don't know if there will be teams that offer him that or not. Um, so we'll have to wait and see a little bit. But uh, you know, again, I think the Wizards had a great postseason run, and then take taking the number one seed in the East Eastern Conference to the you know to get to Game Seven. I think it's awesome, and uh, it, yeah, of course I, I wanted to see him get it done. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, uh, no, no shade for me on that one. It's not even about throwing shade. It's not even about that, right? You know, you, I mean, who you, the team that deserves some shade was the Rockets. The way they finished up against the Spurs, oh they no, that team deserves some shade because the Spurs. What the hell happened to Harden? I don't know. I mean, damn that 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 was so ugly. There were people it's, that were speculating that they were like point shaving and throwing. You know what I mean? That's how bad oh, that sure. game was for him. I mean, did he just get flat out give up? I mean, what the hell? I think so. Yeah, no, that, that was an embarrassment. I, I agree. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's 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 legitimately. I mean, I'm not. I'm not I mean, I'm, I'm not coming at you all for this because I know. No, I, I understand. It's, it's far far from just you know y'all being the only people to, to view it this way. It's just it's a it's definitely a, a brutal landscape. I mean, again, I I feel like you know a team could whoever you know goes to the finals say you know which obviously we expect to be the Cavs, correct? The, the Warriors. It could go to a game seven. It could come down to a, a last second shot. And I feel like whichever team loses, you know, the other team's still going to immediately have, you know, crying Jordan oh, of means course. flash all over of the internet. Course. So, I mean, <laughs> of that. course. Like, hey, what do, you, what do you want? Like, <laughs> these dudes, I mean, <clears throat> these supreme athletes who are, you know, going to game seven in the finals, and y'all going to trash them like they're nothing because they lose in the game seven. And, I mean, it's just, man, expectations are brutal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they rather rather, you know, you know, leave the teams alone than, you know, go like, you know, 20 and, you know, <laughs> 62. All right, don't, all don't right. Don't sniff the playoffs. I so, mean. so fair question. Who is one step closer, right? Is it the Wizards or the Capitals? <laughs> anyway. One step closer to ultimate success? <laughs> Something, because I know it's not the Redskins. <laughs> I don't know. The, 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 the Cavs, I mean, 
Yeah, real, real, real talk. Obviously, the, the the big Caps question is people who really yeah. think that you know do the Caps need to decide to move on without Ovi, and that's a brutal question, but one that I, I just have a hard time believing in. I mean, it's just you know, again, we, we certainly we saw the the disgusting injury pictures. The hamstring um, was nasty. Yeah, I mean, we know he, he he wasn't he wasn't all right. Um, I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think. Uh, uh, some kind of shakeup might be necessary, but it's it's just tough because I mean they definitely, I think they added on some good pieces. Uh, Shat and Kirk on defense they added in the season that was a great pickup. Um, Oshi was you know phenomenal in the playoffs. Uh, Backstrom I think you know is, is continuing to improve. So what would got so much so much talent? I, I don't know what if he left. What would what would what would be the worst place for him to go? God, like the pens? Uh, well, Pittsburgh or the Rangers. I mean, <laughs> that would just be crushing. Yeah, he can he'd come to New York. I don't mind. I mean, it's just, it, I, I think part of it is that tinge of bitter, you know, bitter disappointment. And you'd like to believe, you know, we're talking about the Wizards. And you're like, well, you know, they had a good playoff run. They challenged the one. Although, realistically, the Cavaliers are obviously the real one. Um you know, they just they could kind of not worry about their regular season record so much. Um, they're clearly the act, the actual one in the you know that they are. Sure. But you know, kudos to the Celtics who overachieved relative for what their expectations were, and I think really did a lot. But you know, when you talk about taking the next step, you want to see a team start to get over the hump. And I think what's it's just bitter for the Caps that for a team that's been so good in the regular season to not be able to get over the hump in the playoffs, it, it's just it. It almost becomes like a dark comedy, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, and a little twist, and and that's unfortunate, particularly when you get to a point for a superstar caliber player where you know you're starting e- either the team you might have to break it up, or your your the window is shutting, as they like to say, and you worry that it's just never going to happen. <clears throat> I mean, I, I'll possibly you know, make make kind of a you know obviously we're all big football guys. Yeah. Certainly far more far more football commentary on here than uh, hockey. Uh, I'll make kind of a roundabout uh, football comparison where I always used to say with 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 you know, good old Tony Romo. I mean, I, I felt like maybe you know a few years back he needed to get traded somewhere else because you know who's done to say that it's it's not just some kind of like mental block. You know, that's you know as much as I, I don't think that's you know we have a bunch of Romo fans on here. I'll, I'll actually say I'm I kind of was and, and and maybe still am a Romo fan. I mean, I think the guy made some incredible plays on the field. Uh, he obviously played through a lot of injuries, got, got beat, up, beat up a lot. So it was a phenomenal talent, but you know something just came to you know playoff time where it just something didn't quite click. Um, Whitfield, are you in your underwear? Are you trying to rub some more gel on your head? <laughs> <laughs> this is not something about Mary. <laughs> no snot rockets are necessary. Something about Matt Bar? What? Yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mark. I didn't mean to cut you uh, off. That's all right. I understand the confusion. Look, uh, look. If we're talking about Whitfield's hair care, we have definitely fallen on black days here. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, mean, I think I e- equally worse is we're 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 now being subjected to two different you know Mad Bar pictures, which I mean that's just brutal. Uh, one's more than enough. I, seriously, <laughs> literally one one is more than we need. So, oh um, lord. 
right. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, I mean, I used to always think that, that, you know, perhaps Roma just needed a, a, a new setting. And uh, I, I don't want to not see OV on the caps. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, unfortunately, they, they don't, you know, really listen to my phone calls. So. Uh, Why not, man? I know. <laughs> they, they, they should. You know- so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Putin could put on a call, and we'll see what happens. But, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe. So I, I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time thinking that they're going to actively look to get rid of him. But I mean, if if you know, if the right offer came, came along, do I think they would take it? Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe you at least have to listen. Uh, the, yeah. the the caps loss did bring back one of our. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I thought it was a, a riot. I think Mark, you may have brought it up the first time. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Geico Sportsnet Central. Always great to have you with us here at CSN. I'm Michael Jenkins. You guys hear about the Caps? No? You like to drink? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to drink the whole show. Let's check out the uh, highlights from Pittsburgh. Look, if he's drinking the whole show, we can drink the whole show, too. So, salute o'clock. I think that's a perfect salute o'clock. There you uh, go. <clears throat> as is... Start, start us off. That's right. As is uh, Marcus Mariota. Did you see that where uh, he pumped up the Predators fans? He had, his, his, his offensive line was chugging beers. Yes. Did you guys see that? I thought, yep. that, I thought yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, my Lord, man. Good Kudos on supporting your city, man. That's Marcus, awesome, yes. Yeah. Mariato, Mario Otto. How do you Kudos say it? I am Roger Goodell. Um, yeah, th- th- good way to support your, uh, you know, your locality, man. That'll certainly endear you to uh, Tennessee fans, right? Well played, sir. And I hope your O line enjoyed the beers. But that that I thought was pretty fantastic. Uh, Follow up was the Kings of Leon singer trying to uh, chug a beer as well, and uh, did not <laughs> did not work as well. <laughs> he he, he kind of that's the I think he had the Matt Var ball face just full of foam. <laughs> 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 I, I like the tweet that says not the best beer chug from kings of leon guy <laughs> pretty fantastic anyway uh, look those up they're they're kind of a hoot but uh anyway yeah so let's uh salute o'clock man tonight i am crushing i already, already finished the the rum and keg told you that but i've got an elysian i don't know i'm gonna go elysian uh space dust ipa and it hmm. is it's eight two and it's mighty good brother that's mighty good. The Elysian Space Dust IPA. I also have a Stone IPA by me, which I know I will need before segment two is done. Uh, <laughs> I know how these go. <laughs> but mighty tasty, mighty tasty. Big fan, man. Big fan. Shannon, what you got? I'm going keeping it simple tonight with the Lion and Kugel Summer Shandy. You are, you do like the Shandy. I do, man. I like it. Damn, damn good beer. Randy, what you got, bro? I am rocking the Victory Cursed Goza. Woo! Victory is definitely uh, turning into my favorite brewery. The Victory is the what? Turning into my favorite brewery. Yeah. A lot I, wish, of... I just wish they were in Virginia, but I got my, just a good enough reason to go to Pennsylvania, I guess. Yeah, do you remember when you were like, I love Bud Light? <laughs> You've come a long <laughs> way, brother. Right <laughs> You've come oh, a long please. way, man. I haven't touched a Bud Light in... Damn... Over ten years, I mean, not not to sound like a raging alcoholic because I'm not, but like Bud Light, I could put that on cereal or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's water. I don't actually I do that. I use milk. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, 
if I was if I if I was needed to hydrate, you know, Bud Light and Coors Light, that's what you do. There you go. You know, or, or if you're doing like uh, if you're out cutting the lawn. I mean, I'm not going to drink like a, a Stone Ruination IPA while I'm cutting grass outside in 100 degree heat. I get it, <laughs> you know. But yeah, Bud Light Coors Light, man, that's hydration beer, dude. So it's good that it's good to see you cranking that up, man. I'm glad you've developed a uh, finer appreciation of uh, no. You were just the telling beers. me to come over cut the grass. When was the last time back and drink the <clears throat> I would. Yeah, that's a good idea. You should you should come hey. mow the lawn one time sometime, and uh, I'll, I'll drink a couple of good beers while you actually do some work. That'll be good. <laughs> I know you're talking about not doing work. Well, uh, <laughs> you're not talking about not doing work. <laughs> Man. Man's been working for a couple months, thinks he's about to retire. Get the hell out of my face, dude. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of my face that. with that shit. There you go. There it is. There Even Sam Jackson know how, knows how that goes. <laughs> no. Uh, keep plugging away, dude. Keep plugging away. But, Mark, I hope you have a tasty beverage tonight. I do. I'm going a little random because this this is just a, a craving. I hadn't had one in a long time, but uh, I'm rocking a rocking a hard hard root beer. There you go. Those are tasty. Let's see uh, what this. Let's see what Capitals guy is drinking. <laughs> Got a message for all you kids out there. I know everyone says, "Oh, you can do whatever you want if you put your mind to it." <laughs> it's all one big lie. <laughs> Cops were supposed to win it all this season. They put their mind to it. Look what happened crushing disappointment so give up on your dreams <laughs> the next passing week it seems like Damn. Stephen Curry continues to write the NBA does record he even have a job after that I don't know if he's oh I don't know if he's an employee but just it, it, they, they, they all get in on this Hold he's, on. he's already won a championship you know I got out of hand the Golden State Guard has now become <laughs> <laughs> that got out of hand. Yes, with the whole studio behind you and all the production team yelling chug, chug, chug. Yes, that may have gotten a little out of hand. I think they, they revealed later on it was all a big gag. But yeah, it was. A very, it was but fantastically well done gag. It, it was very funny. It was very yeah. funny. So we'll, we'll, we'll get off of that one. Um, yeah, they think. want you to make it make you think it's a gag. Maybe. But uh, you know, Giggity mentioned he had, had a... Yeah, you know, Bud Light in ten years. I mean, I couldn't even drink ten years ago. I was I was still underage. What's all the hostility for, Whitfield? Come on. Uh, uh, speaking of gags, I'm saying he's full of shit. <clears throat> speaking of gags, potty mouth. Uh, speaking of gags, how about the Seahawks uh, 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 feigning interest in bringing in Colin Kaepernick or RG3 to back up oh, Russell Wilson? Uh, How's that? Good luck. How's that for gags? Yeah, or even better. Speaking of gags, how about the lawyers? I want that man using his big penis defense to sew the jury's erection. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are they thinking? Anyway, uh, murder suspect tries the big penis defense. That's uh, a Florida man accused of murdering his girlfriend claims she accidentally choked to death while performing oral sex. So, I mean. <laughs> I hate. I, I really. I feel terrible laughing about that. But I mean, like, that, that's such an absolutely ridiculous story. And why does he look like the dude that was like the bad guy in Avatar, trying to mow everybody down in like the <laughs> the mech suit at the <laughs> end? He kind of looks like that guy, just slightly older. 
but uh, yeah. So his defense is that he just he's just packing a lot of heat. So I don't know. Are they going to put a? I mean, I mean, what, what the hell defense are they going to do? If it does not fit, you must have quit. I mean, if, damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, if 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 he talks if he talks to the press, do they have to issue a gag order? I mean, what? <laughs> what, what what happens? What happens? Anyway, the the yeah the the, the wow. big Richard Henry Patterson, sixty five of Margate, wants Dick permission. Patterson. Wants permission. Yeah, he would short. I bet he short, shortens his name to Dick. I bet he does. Uh, now wants permission from a judge to bolster his argument by showing his penis to a jury to support his claim that Francisca uh, Martinez, sixty, choked to death in her bedroom while performing oral sex on him uh, on October twenty eighth, twenty fifteen. That is an absolutely ridiculous story. Absolutely ridiculous. The big penis defense. Well, he'll never let that one down. The prosecution reportedly... (laughs) Here you go. The prosecution reportedly doesn't object, but argued at the trial that his penis must be erect. Did we do it in the back? Did we do it in the open court? Assistant State Attorney Peter Sapic asked, how is the defendant going to be erect when the jury views it? Because a flaccid penis, whether it be a, a picture or the jury actually seeing it, is completely irrelevant. It needs to be erect. Unless you're Chris Cooley with your playbook. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <He's> a... <laughs> the question is, is he a grower or a shower? I mean, that's just, uh, you know, okay. This is terrible. Hey, I mean, if he needs to be a grower, he can always shake it off. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, they just need to get, uh, look. Yeah. Hey, shake it off. Shannon, you're nasty. You knew we'd have some kind of dumb, stupid, off the rails <laughs> moment. Um, so, obviously one. Mark, you might actually know this song. I don't think I don't know that anybody, Randy maybe. You, get, you got it, Mark. I, I, I recognize it. I'm not going to get the title. That's okay. Let's see if I can get to the the part that's relevant here. Soundgarden, <laughs> big dumb sex. I'd say that sounds like some really uh, old school there. That's that's really old school. It's going back. That's but yes. I was gonna say. So if this back. dude gets convicted after uh, whipping it out and showing, is, is he gonna have to get a license, a permit for it for carrying a loaded weapon? I mean, Ran- Randy, 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 Randy. Randy, I know you were hard up for a joke, but <laughs> you know. hey, it's bound to happen. All right, <laughs> look, I'm going to hell for this, but it's a shame that that poor lady couldn't break free from that. I'm going to hell. Sorry. 
<laughs> oh my god, Shannon. As as Kurt Autry would say, hashtag he nasty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I got to close it out. So, I mean, obviously, he's going to have to get it erect for the jury, and then he's going to have to let it, let it go so they can see it. <laughs> let it go, let it go. That really, that, that line is bad. Is that what she was telling? Never mind. <laughs> See, this is just Shannon with Look. a freaking uh, the summer shandy. Can we imagine no. him on Dragon's Milk no, right now? No, Good no. Lord. Hey, six ninety nine at Costco right now, by the way. Yeah, Dragon's buddy. Milk. I mean, they have I'm Dragon's Milk at Costco? I didn't realize that? that. I didn't realize they have Dragon's Milk at Costco? Yeah, like at the the beer section, like all the individual bottles. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Nice, dude. Next yeah, time, uh, next time I'm I'm at a Costco, I'm gonna have to uh, buy a couple bottles, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was thinking it's still to go in a bad direction. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> Well, in that way. <laughs> well, actually, you know, she—I bet she like DJ Cool. We barely crossed the line. Justin just jumped over that bitch. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking mad and irrelevant now. I got it. Arthur, you ashamed of us old people. <laughs> hey, I'm ashamed of you old people. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Oh. Mark, Mark. I just hope. I just hope he didn't nickname his penis Jupiter. How does this come back to train? Come on now. Oh. oh, there's some always some filter, man. Oh Lord. Shoo. How's it come back to train? This is how. That's how it goes. Uh, you had to say it, didn't you? Man? You did. Hey, just remember. <laughs> do anything for love. But I won't do that. Mm -hmm. Incidentally, did you see the story that Meatloaf confirmed but this song, but I won't do that, was about a strap-on? Are you no. serious? <laughs> yes. No. Oh, God. <laughs> That I can honestly say I don't blame the man. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, there you go. Whew. 
You guys are a bad influence on me, man. <laughs> Yeah, we're the influence, uh huh. Sure. I mean, I doubt she was saying before she died feels like the first time, you know. Hey, Justin, did you hear that? I heard that. <laughs> and I can't go for that with Phil. <laughs> Although, she probably was a Hall and Oates fan. <laughs> <laughs> And now our age is really showing. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know this Hall and Oates you speak of, but <laughs> oh, you know this song. Oh, do you want? Wait a second, man. I'm gonna help you out. I know you're young. I know, I know you're young. I know you're young. Here you go. Since you're young, we'll give you some Nelly Furtado man eater instead. Mm. Or we'll go to the classic sports brew. A little ACDC, fire your gun, man. Hell yeah. That's all terrible. That's all terrible, dude. Well, I'm a Niners fan. I'm already there, so it's all yes. good. <laughs> <laughs> My stomach hurts. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of laughing. That was not very nice of us. Anyway, we'll yeah. see if his defense works. I'm very curious how that plays out. If any, if nothing else, maybe they can uh, break the mold like they did, like that woman did, trying to uh, explain how dinosaurs were created. Mark. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> yeah, between you two <clears throat> commenting on that video, I sat there, I watched it, and went. Yeah, I feel dumber I, after watching this thing. Yeah, that, that one, my, that brain, brain cells wanted to commit suicide. For sure. Watch, watching, it was horrible. Watching it. No, it, it was just, it was terrible. Okay. Um, and uh, also, <clears throat> um, <laughs> love this headline. This was a little old, but I think we forgot to bring it up in the sports room uh, it, sometime during a session. But uh, man shoots himself in penis while getting out of car. And his, his, he was not Plaxico Buris. Calls it says, it's called Darwin uh, nominee right there. Something, Dar something. Shall we agree with I that? Mean, he and the guy that tried to kiss the rattlesnake. Can... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's a, it's what the a, hell was he thinking? It's a, it's a bad idea. Oh, wait. He wasn't thinking. It's a bad idea. Bad idea. The rattlesnake bit his tongue, so I wonder if he was like trying to French kiss it or something. Oh. <laughs> Dude, don't kiss a snake. Just ask that woman that uh, never mind. <laughs> that was not nice. Oh my god. Shannon, I'm going to hell right with you. I'm <laughs> I mean at least there'll be beer. <laughs> will there be? Will there be beer? Hot beer. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably not gonna be cold. European. No, it'll it'll be hot. And now a buffoon's meeting with the dean of admissions. <laughs> is, is this the one where he goes, "I got a snake"? Is it this one? I don't think so. I think it was the date with the valedictorian. Yeah. One time I ate my neighbor's shit. <laughs> Thank you, Adam Sandler. The beating of a high school. No, wait a second. Valedictorian. I'm trying to find that one. Oh my god, I can't believe I dug up some old ass Adam Sandler. Food in your window, guy. Wow, there's a lot of junk in here. 
The buffoon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I really appreciate your asking. That. Big fucking tits. <laughs> she gives everybody head. <laughs> this whole thing is terrible to skip through. I looked at my asshole in the mirror today. I like to piss in that guy's fucking gas tank. I just, I just, that fucking girl. I just want. I got a snake, man. That's all I want. <laughs> anyway, I don't know where that is. <laughs> that is one of the most awful topic jumps I think we've ever had. Pretty much. Adam Sandler. I'm just gonna uh, Google Adam Sandler. I got a snake. Oh, that's the buffoon and the dean of admission. It, it, Almost as good as Giselle saying <clears throat> Tom Brady had concussions. It was the dean of admissions. Y'all were wrong. And now a buffoon's me. My teacher in high school was a stupid bitch, man. Many diets over the years, but never a pleasurable experience. I've got a big fucking boner right now. <laughs> well, sexual arousal is not uncommon during periods of nervous tension. I do not take offense. One time I ate my neighbor's shit. It's <laughs> understandable. In retrospect, some of this is really just stupid. Well, I enjoyed meeting you and we'll be sending of course. you a decision by the end of the month. Yeah. I bet you got really hairy balls. <laughs> yes, there's a variable force down there. Pleasurable experience. And now a buffoon's meeting with the dean of admissions at a prestigious college. I got to find that I got a snake man so I can trim that audio. I'd like to extend my warmest congratulations <laughs> on your upcoming graduation. And I understand you're interested in matriculating here in the fall. I got a snake, man. I was right at the damn beginning. <laughs> I got a snake, man. Yes, pets are welcome here on campus. Be it the traditional dog or cat, or even the occasional reptile. One time I fed it some beer, man. It was slivering this way and that. It was all fucked up. <laughs> I can't believe that was at the damn beginning, and I couldn't remember where the hell it was. Ridiculous. Annoying. Sounds about right. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's shift gears and, and get off of the poor woman that choked to death on a penis, apparently. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. And get back to other teams that choke. Uh, just kidding. Uh, DC Sports Suckhole. Now, realistically, though, uh, I, I know, Mark, you got to get out of here in a couple minutes, and it's getting late for everybody else, too, but how annoying is it if... Because I, I thought the Wizards and Cavaliers would have been a compelling matchup. Not that I think the Wizards yeah. would have knocked off the Cavs. But I hope the Celtics don't just get swept out. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Because game one was big bag of uh, Cavalier ass whooping. But do you think Boston can win a game? Uh, yeah, I think they can win a game. I, I think that's their ceiling. I mean, that that's that's even that's a semi-high ceiling. I just, I think that the, you know, being uh, there's two things, and this this, this is going up beyond beyond talking about DC stuff. But yeah, uh, if you want to talk about the the upcoming stuff for a second, like yeah. I, I think the fascinating thing, I don't know if you all would agree, but I almost feel like uh, this is so weird because I know how huge of a Steph Curry fan, fan as you guys know that I am. But like, yeah. I think I'm rooting for the Cavs all the way. Really, like, completely at this point because uh, I think that the the Warriors, you know. Have kind of become the villains, and and that's it's really funny and weird to think of it that way. But I mean, they they, they kind of have because I just I don't love the nature of what the NBA looks like with with them with Durant. 
it just it seems like it's unfair um and it sucks because i mean it, it's you know they, they didn't do anything wrong per se right but it's just like they've got an all-star team and i recognize the cavaliers aren't that far behind necessarily in terms of what they build but it still feels like they did it a little more generically um piece it together I, I i don't know it's just it's, it's a little it's a little weird i, I have a great great series and I, i'm not gonna be you know mad at it if, if the warriors you know win at all but i i, I bet i bet there's more people that, than than realize it right now you know that's if it comes down to Cavs warriors which you know barring crazy injuries that's what it's gonna be yeah um I, that, that, that might be more reading for the Cavs than they realize it right now i don't know I, I don't know how much of a dog like I don't I don't know that I got a dog in the fight per se right because yeah. I think the Cavs are kind of interesting I mean you obviously have the continued cementing of LeBron's place in NBA history and the Warriors it just to come back from last year given the emphasis they place on the regular season the stuff that's happening with Kerr the Durant story you know I I I, I see where you're coming from I see where you're coming from. And I, I think with the Warriors, there's almost a, uh, especially with, let me ask, let me ask you out a question. What do you think of that Zaza Pachulia deal with Kawhi Leonard? Nah, no not, big deal not, or not, just an unfortunate not, play? Not, not story to me. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, but not not story. Um, I, I don't, it wasn't like it was a cheap shots. Um, injuries happen and it sucks. And it just sucks on so many levels that it was to Kawhi. I mean, it would have sucked for anybody, but Kawhi is just the one player that we talked about. We talked about the weeks prior. Yeah. They could not lose. Can't Kawhi. lose him. They were going to have any shot in hell. And hell, they dominated the first half of the game. But when the moment Kawhi goes down, yeah, that's that's they they were kind of toast. I mean, they just imploded. And well, um, yeah, unless so. Manu Ginobili is gonna like totally like come behind and block everything. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. he can only, he can only do so much. He's 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 old like you guys. Um, <laughs> Woo! So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if any y'all disagree that that it, it wasn't a cheap shot by Zaza. Uh, he took an extra step. Yeah, he absolutely did. Sure. Um, that that's in the eye of the beholder, but on yeah. his closeout, he absolutely took extra. Well, you know what's funny is depending on the ca- like, some camera angles make it look way worse. You know what I mean? I've seen. Oh, I got a, I got a barking dog. I've seen some camera angles where no big deal. Uh, it just kind of looks like it was a follow through, and then other ones look like it definitely was an intentional extra step. And uh, pops was pissed, although. You know, a lot of people started, you know, bringing up, uh, I think it was Bowen, and talking about how that guy used to defend people and say, you know, they're like, Pops, of course you get Pops' reaction. You know, losing Kawhi is a huge deal, a uh, big blow for them. Look, if there's no Kawhi, I mean, they're not winning the game. No. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, they're not winning a single game. With Kawhi, you know, I mean, they, that, what, what were they up, 23 in game one? Yeah, twenty three. Uh, I mean, over twenty, twenty five. I think. Oh my god, dude! Uh, that that's that's an incredible lead to to blow. Um, yeah. uh, granted, you have some extenuating circumstances here. <laughs> I mean, you, you lose, you know, arguably your your best player. You know, but it's you tough. got a twenty five point lead, but, dude. You you got close you got to hold that. on to that. And then in game two, they just look like they just you know they were almost like they threw in the towel. Um, they felt sorry for themselves. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that's they part of it. Fight. But. I mean, Pop, Pops was pissed. Oh, oh, sure. How much more difficult is it? How would it be if Curry didn't play? How much more difficult would that be? I'm not a happy camper. But 
That's a silly question. Yeah, you tell him, pops. It's a silly question. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I think if nothing else, it 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 has. That's one of those things where you evaluate the guy with Zaza. He has history. He has history, and it it. <laughs> You know, if you're going to do anything to kind of to, to kind of roll out, and the the Warriors look, Draymond Green had some issues, so that that's a team that has some enforcers, right, and some people that'll kind of go at you. I'm not saying that's what he did, but I understand why people felt that way. And my initial impression of the play watching him was that he took an extra step under him, under Kawhi. That's what it felt like to me. Was there intent there? I don't know. Was it malicious? I don't know. But my first impression when I saw the replay was like, oh, that was messed up, dude. Because yeah. it, it felt like an extra step. Does that mean he intentionally wanted his foot to land on him? No. I mean, generally when you talk about that, they, they make the argument that you want the offensive player to think about how they have to land to get in their head. Right? It, it's sure. just unfortunate that Kawhi has already you know, had an, an – is that the second? That's at least the second. Is that the third or just the second in, the time he's rolled his ankle in the playoffs? A second, it, it, yeah, I was gonna say at least a second. So uh, obviously, the uh, realistically, he's probably gonna be at risk of of doing it again. So the Spurs are up against it. Uh, they're really up against it. But I mean, did anybody really think the Spurs were gonna beat him? Probably not. I mean, I, I think I think Pop said something like nine point seven five out of ten people would have taken the Warriors. Think the Warriors are gonna win? Well, you know, I, you, know, you I, know, I was I was shocked. I, know, I, bet, I don't know if maybe McGuffin will disagree with me, but I mean, healthy with with Kawhi before the the the, the series started, yeah. Spurs were plus seven hundred underdog to win the series, and to me that that's insulting. Yeah, I mean that that that's to me because I, I I don't know I I, I recognize all of the strengths of the, of the, the Warriors, but with a Kawhi Leonard, with a coach like Pops, with uh, you know games played in San Antonio, yeah. it's just I'm just hard pressed to believe that the Spurs were just going to roll over. Now again, without Kawhi, zero chance. No, zero. And, 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 zero. And yeah, but down O two. But I'm just saying before the series started, I, that that was just a bit extreme to me. I I, I would think six games. Do what? Uh, if Kawhi was healthy going into the series, to me, it was that that could certainly be a six. Yeah. Sorry, to, I, I didn't mean to jump in on your what talent. you were saying, but yeah. Keep going, Mark. Um, well, just Shannon, you got a thought? Or uh, just saying that 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 line just speaks to the Warriors' talent and how yeah. well they're playing right now. I mean, they it, it, it truly is beautiful basketball. It stinks that you know you've got like four All Stars on the team. Yeah. But they share the ball well. They're shooting well. I mean, there's not a lot you can do. Well, I think what 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 does still still make them, um, or I shouldn't say still. I mean, what 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 makes them an, a, a great watch? And what 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 I mean, as much as we may hate on, or I may hate on the idea of how they're put together and, and what have you. Cavs, Cavs Warriors should be a phenomenal series once again. Should so there's be. no reason it, it wouldn't be. Should be. Uh, I think another part of where I've maybe, I don't know, pat myself on the back, but ho- hopefully maybe have matured somewhat in my thinking on on LeBron and a lot of stuff I've been reading about and, and just hard not to disagree or hard not to agree with is that he's done it the right way. I mean, the dude is his ego. Uh, I, I don't believe he has one so much anymore. I mean, he, he has the drive to succeed and certainly I, I still stand by and I think all of us do that the way he did the initial, you know, uh, Miami decision and all that was nonsense and then that, that was awful, but I think he's matured and grown a whole lot since then. I, I um, think so. Dude, dude is a, a, a married man who I don't think ever has any 
<clears throat> negative press suggesting that he's sleeping around or anything like that. You know, he doesn't drink, he doesn't do drugs. He's just, I don't know, he's just a dedicated baller who is just an on I, I just I, I can't every time I really think about you know mm-hmm. if I were a coach trying to play against him I, what do you tell your guys like you know every, every time you, you, you're supposed to want him to be a jump shooter is what I always say but like then it just seems like when it comes to big games you, late in the game you know you need a big three he's gonna bury it for you uh, <laughs> he just by, is. by the way did you like how LeBron said he uh I felt okay last night this is after game one I felt okay last night I knew I wouldn't feel that great after the game, and I don't feel that great right now. But I should be much better Friday. So, like, he wasn't at <laughs> peak. true. Yeah, he wasn't at peak form in game one. Thirty-eight right, points, right. nine rebounds, seven assists. My we Boston, Boston. I'm going. Wait a second. He said what? And, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Just because it's, 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 it's probably true. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what's that's what's frightening. So, just uh, um, we, we should have a great, great series. And I guess what yeah. I was going to say about the Warriors is that you know definitely every time they play. You know, it really doesn't matter. It, I mean, it does, but it doesn't matter what the halftime score is because, I mean, if there's any team that can just turn a game on its head so quickly as the Warriors. Yeah. I, lo- I love, you know, there's so many so many times in the regular season they were down big at halftime. You're like, why didn't they show up in the first half? What are they doing? And then five minutes in the second half, you're like, oh, it's a two-point game now. <laughs> they were they were down, you know, 20, but. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I do like the fearlessness of Isaiah Thomas, and this line did make me laugh. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, he said the Celtics don't fit the Cavs. Quote, they're not the Monstars. They're not on Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nice pull, dude. <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah. And, and that's, there, there's something, and I, I keep meaning to share it on Sports Brew, and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll post up there as well. But for anybody, who, any of our listeners who are NBA fans, please, please, please go to YouTube or go anywhere and Google and watch what they're calling a Game of, game of Zones. It's a Game of Thrones NBA spoof that they've been doing for like four, four, four seasons now. It's done by, by Bleacher Report. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's it's just hysterical. If you like if you like the NBA at all, you've got to watch it. It's so brilliantly done. Take that for data. <laughs> Close enough. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that that wasn't a crisp edit of that. <laughs> Take that for data. That was not a crisp edit at all. A chance. Take that for data. I haven't made a soundbite of that yet. That's my bad. <laughs> That's my bad. I, I, I need to go ahead and do that. Anywho. Who does that? <laughs> uh, but look, man, the Cavaliers are one win uh, away from the longest playoff winning streak in NBA history. I mean, that, that's pretty incredible, by the way. Um, yes, it is. So they're, they're one behind uh, tying the Los Angeles Lakers. They had 13 in a row. Uh, the 88-89 Lakers are sitting there at 13. The Cavaliers are at 12. So... Uh, a huge deal, and I, I'm just not sure that that Boston has the, ju- excuse me, has the juice uh, to bust that up. And Definitely. I mean, how crazy would it be if the Spurs are down Kawhi? Let's just say both these teams sweep, <laughs> sweep through. How insane would it be to have two teams mm-hmm. get to the finals without having a single loss? A single loss. Yeah, that's, that'd be pretty pretty sick. Um, uh, I've never I'd- seen. Sure that well, we've never that. seen we've never seen three teams, or excuse me, two teams three years in a row, right? Yeah. yeah. So it would only be fitting if you have that. And we joked around about it because they were they had split it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they were one for one. This was the best of three. We joked around last year. We joked around about them having the you know the the tiebreaker, right? The best of three and and getting back. And it looks like I mean I I, I think reasonably we expect that to be the case. I mean. 
unless you're a Celtics fan or you know a Spurs fan, I mean, have you really? How much hope do you have? Um, barring injury, yeah, barring injury, barring injury. But you know, think think about how much rest the the Cavaliers have had, and really the Warriors too. I, I'm trying to remember what it was, but it's something like you know LeBron since the I think I think since the end of the regular season, since the playoffs started, he's had 24 days off. 24 days of rest. I mean, think about that, man. Yeah. Think about that. So what you're talking about are, are, yeah, even if there's a little bit of rust or a little bit of that stuff to shake off, you're talking about these upper echelon teams being well-rested and having time to prepare for you. And I I thought it was an interesting note. Uh, A couple of things. Number one, uh, Kevin Love is the first Cavalier not named LeBron James with 30 points and 10 rebounds in a playoff game. Since Brad Darty in 1992. Wow. Interesting side note number one. Interesting side note number two. Uh, Ty Lue has prepped for a couple of months, like six to eight weeks. Um, Ty Lue has prepared defensive schemes and looks that they only practiced. They did not break them out and use them until the first couple of rounds of the playoffs. So that's a team that has done stuff behind the scenes and is breaking it out now. You know, they used the regular season to set some stuff up. They, they Clearly, they did that. They're much better. What did they win, 51 games? They're better than that. Everybody knows that. But, you know, they, they weren't worried about the regular season, per se. It's just getting the playoffs and then go. Flip the switch, as they say. The finals, if it is Warriors-Cavs, is going, should be incredible. And given the Draymond Green baggage and perhaps the Zaza baggage, take that for data, uh, I can see where the Cavaliers are the good guys and the Warriors are the bad guys. I, I can I can buy that. I'm not saying that I necessarily feel that way, but I could totally see where people look at it that way, in part for bringing in Durant uh, and then some of the other stuff that's gone on. I can totally see if people rallied up uh, that way. And yeah. also, I had forgotten, by the way, as far as Boston, I had completely forgotten that uh, uh, Olenek dislocated Kevin Love's shoulder. Oh yeah. I had totally forgotten that. And that was a dirty play. And I, I well, I mean I forgot I can guarantee you the Cavaliers haven't forgotten a bit of that. They're probably gonna be happy to house them. Would not be surprised yeah. at all. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. kind of tough sledding. Um Mark, do you need to bounce out? Yeah, I probably should report here in a moment. All right. <clears throat> got any final questions or thoughts? <clears throat> I'd say call your shots, but I think we know. <laughs> Realistically, I think well, we know. I'm going to need to ripcord too, Captain. I'm going to need to ripcord too. I got to be at work at eight. Don't you think I have to be at work early? Uh, anyway, I will say before I forget, I did want to add one little slice of goodness, and that's that the Redskins added undrafted linebacker uh, Nico Marley. And the only reason that's kind of a cool side side story is that he's the grandson of that's right, Bob Marley. Nice. Nice. So we know they'll get be getting medicinal in the district. <laughs> hey, it's legal there. <clears throat> Damn it. Hey. Maybe I'll, uh I'll... you know, maybe Tom Brady needs to do some off season workouts in the district, right? <laughs> or in Colorado. <laughs> or how, Colorado. How, how how else are we supposed to deal with the po- deal with the POTUS, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not much longer. Maybe not much longer. Uh, side note, incidentally, uh, it, we didn't talk about a lot of NFL stuff. I want to throw that one out there because I, I just like that side note. 
LeGarrette Blunt to the Eagles, I think, is a, an interesting move. Probably good for the Eagles. I'm a little surprised that I'm a little surprised that uh, New England didn't bring him back. But you know, clearly from a valuation standpoint, they're willing to roll the dice. And I'm pretty sure he already did this before with like the Steelers, and they got cut. So you never know how that plays out. Uh, but I tell you what, if anybody can defeat the Madden curse, God bless. It's Tom Brady. But I can guarantee uh, you, ooh. if anybody wants the Madden curse to be real, it's also Tom Brady. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, it's absolutely. That's a legit thing. I guarantee people are like, yes, Madden curse. Take out Tom Brady. He has no fear, however. I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be on the cover of Madden NFL 18. Now, I've heard there are some of you out there who might be worried about something called the Madden curse. There's no such things as curses. It's a total myth, okay? I feel like you're not really getting it. See? All good. Smashes the mirror. Walks no curse. The ladder. All good. No curse. All good. Gutsy. No fear, as they, as they say. Uh, again, if there's anybody that could defeat it, realistically, I would I would take Tom Brady. However, however, are they pressing this thing in New York? Is any part of this game made in New York anywhere? <laughs> are EA's offices in New York? Is Eli Manning on the inside cover anywhere? I just want to know. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, I think that's a riot that they have the good edition. So, interesting that they didn't bring uh, LeGarrette Blunt back. I don't. I don't think he signed a huge contract or anything like that. But you know, Philly's an interesting team. I think there's some upside there. I'm not going to hate on that. Uh, one other like random NFL note, if I can. I know my, my blue. I understand, puppy dog. I understand. Uh, I think my dog is just going to force me to get out. So uh, why don't you two go ahead and ripcord out, and then uh, I'll do a little Chris Cornell wrap up. And uh, I was trying to find this one thing for you, uh, but I, I think I'm just going to get stuck taking the dog out, man. Oh, here it is. Uh, the Onion article. If it, it almost feels like it's true. <laughs> the Onion had an article about Mitch Trubisky. It said, I'm just here to win football games, says 22-year-old draft pick. Who will get everyone fired? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know what? That's probably an accurate headline, even from The Onion. That's probably real. But, uh, yeah, I got to take the dog out. She's fussing. So, uh, Mark and Shannon... Uh, go ahead and uh, rip court out, and then I'll just wrap up with uh, uh, Randy and Matt if he's still around, uh, unless he's gone to uh, gel up his head again. Um, <laughs> it's it's all good, it's all good. All right, guys, uh, let's. Uh, you have any parting thoughts, parting shots? No, sir. Uh, I'll be up here, man. This should be fun. Yeah, yes, sir. And, all right. Uh, Yes, sir. I'll see. You. I'll be in Richmond to celebrate with uh, the folks next weekend. All right, sounds good, brother. We'll see you a little bit later. Go get some rest, Mark. Shannon, go get some rest, man. Hi, yes, sir. All right, cool. Take care. All right, see bye. Brother, soon. Huh. <laughs> huh. All right, man. Uh, we are back. Uh, Shannon and Mark had to go ahead and rip cord out, but uh, late night for them. What are you going to do? Yeah, I thought Mark was talking about how you know he's all young, man. Can't hang with the old guys, right? <laughs> the veterans. That's okay. That's right. Neither can Whitfield, who I think is off in La La Land. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so let's go ahead and ripcord him. Let's just pull the ripcord for him. Whitfield? I'm here. <laughs> you look terrible, dude. What are you doing, man? Uh. I'm relaxing. 
Yeah, you're you're something. Anyway, uh, that's okay, man. We were getting out anyway. It's no big deal. So, uh, <laughs> the Madden curse. We'll see. Again, I, I think if anybody can do it, man, Tom Brady can uh, beat that thing. But that might be the first time the Madden curse. So many people are just rooting for it to be true. It's going to be absolutely <laughs> crazy how well that works. I mean, that's so, Gronk. You know, he yeah. didn't exactly have his best season last year. Yeah, well, uh, Gronk has a history. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But, um, you know, anywho, you know, we tried to have some fun tonight. Obviously, we started out pretty serious. Um, yeah, again, the fifth element was great. The, the stuff that's going on in the country, I just don't even know what to make of it, man. We'll see how that plays out. But but certainly the Chris Cornell thing, man, that, that was just a tough wake-up call this morning. And, um, you know, look, man, I, I'm closing on on 40. So, like, you know, that 90s era of music, the, the grunge movement and, you know, Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. And, you know, there's certainly some other bands as well. But you think about, you know, those bands and uh, obviously Kurt Cobain committed suicide. But, I mean, how how much, you know, content was there that, you know, we, we lost and we missed out on you know, with his life being cut short. And then, that, you know, and we talked about uh, Sublime. You know, that was another, mm-hmm. that was an incredible band, man. A, a couple of phenomenal album albums and and. and Bradley, uh, I think it's Noel, um, you know, losing his life. I think it was a drug overdose, you know. I mean, obviously that's a little bit of a rewind, but, you know, uh, there's there's certain songs and bands and albums that are like a voice for a generation or, you know, an, uh, an anthem of your youth and, you know, or a, a period of your life. And, you know, that that era of music is, is part of mine uh, and certainly part of yours, Randy, and, and certainly Matt's and... and I don't know so much about Shannon. I don't know that he was cranking up like heavy, heavy whatever when he was a kid. But <laughs> you know, uh, and, and that's okay, man. But you know, and for anybody that that gets you know grumpy old man, get off my lawn about you know people that that are becoming super fans of Soundgarden or Chris Cornell, dude. Hey, let people discover. Let people discover him um, and discover the music and and discover that. I think that's a you know, again, something um, good born out of something that that really, uh, on some level, is tragic. Um, so I, I don't have any issue with the the Facebook outpouring of grief or loss or sorrow or you know anything related to that. It's it's hard to understand why somebody like that would would end their life if that is indeed what happened. And that's what the reports say that he that he took his own life and hung himself. It's hard to understand that, uh, you know, he, he, especially given like his last tweet. Uh, but one thing that I thought was really pretty wild. Let me see if I can pull the article real quick. I have it set up somewhere. How about this for a, a curveball for you, Randy, as we talk about this with Cornell? I've seen some footage of some songs they played during their last concert. But according to CNN, the last song Cornell played at the show Wednesday night was a cover of Led Zeppelin's In My Time of Dying. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. So, in my time of dying, I want nobody to mourn. All I want for you to do is to take my body home. I mean, that's part of the lyric. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, you know, rest in peace, Chris. That's certainly a loss. You know, for my generation, but certainly for all generations. If you love music, that's a loss. 
you know that, mm. that that's oh, a loss definitely. for creative expression creative content music and for his family for his children for his wife for his friends um for his bandmates for bands that have played with him i mean that that's 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 a lot to wrap your head around you know it, it's just it's hard to understand you know it, it was hard to understand robin williams taking his life and it's hard to understand chris cornell taking his if that is indeed the truth and, and the way that it went down it just doesn't necessarily feel like it adds up and there's Whit, whitfield's just snooze fest i'm gonna hang up on him no man yeah you are go get some rest dude good night whitfield matt varball matt <laughs> no you're not <laughs> you're like <sighs> peace out go get some rest <laughs> bag, my gro- bag my groceries tomorrow bitch <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good man go get some rest bro we'll catch you on the flip side man all right dude, i'm good uh, okay you know but uh just it's just tough and since we talked a lot about the nba I did want to, uh, as part of the wrap up, I wanted to play this little pi- this little piece, and it was uh, Chris Cornell being pissed about the uh, Sonics leaving Seattle. Sonics shirt number thirty five. Yes, I'm sorry. What? I took our fucking team from us. Since I was this high, I had that team, and I fucking took it away. It's bullshit to take away a basketball team. <laughs> it was Mark not safe for work, and I'd say that was certainly the case, but I thought that was kind <laughs> yeah, of neat. Yeah, I'll but, agree with him since Seattle was my team, even though yeah. I'm not from that area, but that yeah. was my team back in the day. So Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, again, just a <sighs> – as a voice that I heard growing up and, you know, certainly enjoyed a lot of the music. Um, it's interesting looking back on songs and song titles and, you know, thinking of those things, particularly in this particular context. And we talked about it a little bit pre pre podcast, but you know, pretty news. And you think about the mm-hmm. black hole sun video fell on black days and, you know, uh, like suicide, and and there's some stuff there. And it, it, you look at it slightly differently, and you think about it differently, given that context. And I'm not sure what drives somebody to do that, particularly when they seem to have what he had, and uh, including some absolutely incredible gifts as far as creative content and, and writing music, and you know, speaking to people in that way. That that's a whole, you know, it yeah. re- it really is, and. Um, I'm going to miss him and uh, anything and everything he could have written or created going forward. And um, just rest in peace, man. I, I hope whatever it is that drove you to that, I, <laughs> I hope no one else is going through it. Um, but realistically, somebody is. And maybe in all of the work that you left behind and all the stuff that you created, maybe somebody else can find peace, you know, through through your creative output and through your work and maybe doesn't make that choice. So that's kind of a somber note. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's like I said earlier, I'm in the chat earlier in the day. I was just like, it's crazy to think growing up, there were five bands for me um, going as I was going through high school. Mm-hmm. Granted, yes, STP is not really, wasn't really part of the Seattle movement, but cause you had Pearl Jam, STP, Alice in Chains, Nirvana, yeah. and Soundgarden. 
four of those lead singers are gone. The only one left, obviously, is Eddie Vedder for Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. But it's just the whole idea of the influence and just from the music musical standpoint of just growing up listening to that. And it was kind of an uh, interesting trip down memory lane today as I uh, listened to Pandora at work and threw in a Soundgarden channel. And it was just like one song after another, after another, after another. And I'm just, just that trip down memory lane of going, man, I remember that. When this song came out, I remember this video came out. Mm-hmm. I remember it's like the, these are just it was like this was like the greatest time to be alive musically since it was like that whole journey of self discovery uh, when I was finally coming into my own in terms of what types of music I liked and what I really enjoyed listening to yeah. and what resonated the most with me. I think one of the more frustrating things to see, I mean, obviously people are entitled to their opinions. But when you see people on Facebook bashing others for having that type of outpouring, you know, having the rest in peace is like, well, what about this person? Why aren't you, you know, you're all worried about some, you know, artist who killed themselves or you're worried about someone who, you know, is just a comedian like with Robin Williams. And you're not even, you know, taking note of like soldiers and people that have lost their lives. And it's like these people, these artists comedians actors musicians whatever they've touched our lives in a way that is actually physical it's visible it's there it's out for everybody to see whereas i understand the frustrations of not saying oh rest in peace to soldiers or cops and firemen things like that people who do a very difficult job that protects our you know it's protection for us but we don't see it. It's not always out in the open. It's always behind the scenes. It's these things we never we never see. So it's it's one of those things where you have that attachment because they're 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 a part of that your daily life. Right. So as, as an example, with Soundgarden, listening to Chris Cornell, just or Audio Slave or Temple of the Dog, whichever band you chose to stick to when it came to him. That, that one song or those few songs that you just over and over and over that you drilled into your head day in, day out, it's just such a profound effect on on someone mentally that I can, I just, I whenever I see stuff like that, I'm just like, yeah, I understand. I understand how you feel because I feel the same way. It's, it's, it's So I really hope that, you know, any music that... Like you saying, someone just finally discovering who he was, his music, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't matter who it is, you know, what, what what artist it is. It's like that first time of going, oh yeah, this is my first time listening to Nirvana or first time listening to STP, stuff like that. Just through whatever means they do, it's just like you said, art lasts forever. It's something that transcends history. It's down through the ages. I mean, think about some of the music that was, what, 14, 1500s that's still prevalent today. Well, you know, here's the thing, man. All this stuff, and, you know, we're going to have some recency bias. I mean, this is obviously uh, something that that just broke in, in the past couple of days. But, you know, we grew up in an era that featured um you know him and his work and his creative output but even if you weren't a fan of his what you're talking about is a voice that 
or creative output or, or art or music, what, you know, whether it's a photo, whether it's a painting, whether it's a song, uh, whether it's, it's spoken word or performance arts of some kind, there's a human element to that, right? And that's something that touches you. If you want to say it touches your heart or touches your soul or, or you know, activates something in your mind, um, you know, it's a tough comparison if, if when you talk about soldiers that's that's one you'll see every once in a while that comes to the you know the the twitter sphere the facebook feed or you know the fallen officer and and those things are very real too there's there's gravity to that absolutely but you know when you're growing up as a kid what what speaks to you as a teenager a lot of times it's music and you know that particular medium tends to be really central for a lot of kids coming up, you find something, whether it's metal, whether it's rap, whether it's country, whatever it may be, you know, music tends to be a very, very central point of focus um, as we grow up. And, you know, artists and songs and bands that help define your youth, um, there's a message there. And, and a lot of that subject of what you get out of it, sure. But it touches us in a way that, you know, when we think back as adults, you know, sometimes it's a nice memory of our youth and sometimes it's a, you know, it, it, maybe it's a political statement like raging against the machine. Maybe it's just something that was fun. Uh, maybe it was just it, it just represents a, a period of our life or a slice of time that we shared with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or high school or, or college years or whatever. Or it was part of our maturation and our awakening or things that fueled a passion and no, it's not always fair that we look at things differently. It's not, but you know, not everybody is touched by death and suicide and, and this pain the same way. Right. I mean, some people, you know, I mean, I've been very fortunate. Most of I, I it's, you know, my grandparents, my grandmother died before I was born. My grandfather died when I was very young. My parents divorced when I was very young. I'm not close to my dad. And I've only had one friend that I would say I was close to at some point in my life that's passed away most of my friend most of everybody I knew growing up is still here you know what I mean so I haven't really been touched by death per se and yeah there's just there's a lot of layers to that and uh, you know again I think the thing with art and music is that it represents you know uh, growth and where we're at in our lives what we identify with and there's a lot of things that go into that and you know, Chris Cornell, whatever he may have represented to you, the, whether it was the music or something different, perhaps, um, he spoke to a, a, certainly a generation. And I would think there are always songs that are part of a period and some fade away. And, and then there are songs and there are artists that stand the test of time. And I think a lot of his work will um, and a lot of his efforts will. And whether it's Temple of the Dog, you know. And how weird is it to think of some of the titles of some of these songs, man? Say hello to heaven. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think a lot of his work will stand the test of time. And, it, you know, the, again, there's a gravity and there's a weight to it. And that's real. And I think that everybody that's out there, you know, this is a sports podcast. And we generally just pound on sports. But. We have fun with music, and we have fun with pop culture, and we certainly make fun of our fair share of stuff, no doubt, dude. <laughs> no doubt. You know, but uh, the things that drive us and the things that motivate us and the things that shape our lives, you know, whatever stage of life you may be in, you know, they are reminders, and it's 
you know, music is one of those things that's an insight into your emotion and to your being and, again, to your heart or to your soul if you want to go at it from that vantage point. And we identify with it and it becomes very personal. And even though you don't know the person or the band or the singer, there's something that's deeply personal about music when you listen to it. It's very intimate in its own way. And sometimes we think that, that song is speaking, it's to us, it's written about us or for us or with us. You know what I mean? Even though it's not. Um, and that's a gift. And that's a gift that he had. And I, I think it's okay to celebrate that and to appreciate that and to understand that. I, I have no Facebook soapbox. If people want to, you know, if you don't like them, you don't like them. If you do, you do. But, I, you know, I, there's just so much there. There's just so much content there. You know, again, whether it's Audio Slave, whether it's Soundgarden, whether it's Temple of the Dog, whether it's just standalone stuff. An incredibly, incredible musician, an incredible talent, and an incredible artist. I'm sorry it ended that way. I, I really am. Um, but I, you know, I, again, I hope that maybe through his work, somebody else that might be struggling with maybe whatever he was struggling with finds an out that isn't the same end, if that makes sense. It does. You, you'd never want to see someone's demons essentially consume them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of... and. It seems like that's an unfortunate that it's like part of like rock music in of general. That always seems to be, of course it whether is. it's drug overdose or like with Kurt Cobain, it's mean suicide, whatever. It's, it's like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, man. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's been an age-old adage for as long as it's been around. And it's just unfortunately sometimes things get too far, and whether it be alcohol or drugs in general, I mean those demons. <laughs> they uh, they can creep up on you and take you at the la- when you least expect it. Yeah, go away. That's real. So, well, I guess we better wrap up and, and probably get out of here. There's any number of songs that we could play <laughs> that were fun. You know, Spoon Man was was that was so different in its heyday. That was fun. That was uh, entertaining. And, and the video itself was actually yeah. really cool just because you had the dude actually playing with the spoons. And it was yep. like, man, that's, that's yep. a real gift to be able Absolutely. to do something like that. Oh. Can you imagine learning to play, like, stuff on a spoon? <laughs> Get out of here, right? It's nuts. You know, the, the video for Black Hole Sun, it's like everything's getting consumed. <laughs> I, I thought I read something where um, I think I read something. I'm trying to remember. I don't, I've got to paraphrase, but where people mistook this for like something that was happy, <laughs> and it, it was not. Black Hole Sun. Uh, no. Black Hole Sun was not happy. <laughs> that was not a happy song, nor was it a happy video. <laughs> a lot of people are getting sucked to oblivion. It's not so good, guys. <laughs> uh, but you know, art can be subjective. Again, art can be subjective, man. Uh, and sometimes what the artist intends isn't necessarily what we get out of it. But again, that's where sometimes things speak to you. Um, and what you get out of it is, uh, it is part of the journey. And I think it's important to be able to enjoy that. But I think that I love, I love this song. It's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. I, I, I listen to a lot of music and I've got a rather extensive music library and I listen to some stupid, bad pop music and, you know, I've had my metal phase, my country phase, my death metal phase, my rap rock phase, you know. Uh, but there are always certain tracks that just really stand out 
Um, and, you know, I Am The Highway, this Audio Slave song is just, I, I've always thought it was incredible, and it's always spoken to me. Um, <laughs> now, even now, man, I'm just listening to it, man. Love this song. And it makes me reflect, you know what I mean? And, and think about how I've gotten to be where I am and who I am and, and what else I want to do, you know, in this life as a parent, as a friend, as a spouse, um, and the journey that's still in front of me, you know, but so I think this is probably uh, the most appropriate song to ride out on, man. <laughs> so Chris Cornell, brother, rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. I'll tell you what, man. From all of us here at the Sports Brew, <laughs> enjoy the rest of the week, man. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. Have a little fun. And uh, take a moment, man. Take a moment and enjoy what's in front of you. It's more than sports, but that's part of the fun. But it's more out there. Take a couple moments, man. Kick back a little bit. Spend a little time with your children or your pets or your parents friends, whatever it may be, try to enjoy the ride a little bit. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com, the Google Play Store, keywords are sports and brew, baby. We love them both. We know you do too, or you, Lord knows you wouldn't put up with our dumb asses. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, life, man, it's a hell of a journey, isn't it? Hell of a journey. But from all of us to all of you. Enjoy the week, enjoy the weekend, and until next time, friends, we're the Sports Brew, and we will catch you on the flip side. Peace out, y'all. See you.